Hi friends, we just have a few content warnings and trigger warnings for this episode. There's mention of grief and parental death and a few dark jokes made as well at 30 minutes through 31 minutes, 57 minutes through 58 minutes, 1 hour and 20 minutes through 1 hour and 22 minutes, and 1 hour 57 minutes through 1 hour 58 minutes. Also, my book this week mentions loss of pregnancy. Um, Make sure to take care of yourselves and happy listening. Welcome to the Busy Romnivores, where four friends somehow find the time to get together and discuss the important things in life, like therapy, voyeurism, and sexually aggressive dragons. I'm Haley. I'm Kristen. I'm Mariana. And I'm Sabrina. And we are the Busy Romnivores. <laughs> oh man, we did a good job. We're so fucking cute. We're adorable. <laughs> This episode's prompt is breaking the fourth wall. We've had a little bit of challenges for some of us finding a book. And then we've had challenges for the other of us actually reading the book. (laughs) And then just scheduling time to get together. Because as we've said, (laughs) we're busy. (laughs) So busy. Or hungover. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You just calling them out. How really, dare I was right you, there with you. I know. I was right there with you. It just was Yeah, it's hard die. to it's it's hard to record an episode when 50% of your people are hungover, 25% of them are recovering from kayaking. And then 25% of them is like, "All right, let's do this." <laughs> I'm so That's excited, gang. Also, I really, really love my book, and I just wanted to give it its due. And me continuing, continuing to like just slump over as I was talking to y'all probably wasn't the um, mm-hmm. the ideal uh, vibe I was going it was for. Not- but it was adorable. It so was it hilarious. Was, if that helps. <laughs> to be clear, like would have been not great for a podcast was great for my Sunday morning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, we all just got to like hang out for like 30 minutes and just chat. And then we were like, well, okay, we'll actually just see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So breaking the fourth wall there, that could really be taken a lot of ways. Um, I'm very interested to see what y'all did because like when I tell, I know that we don't have like a winner every week, but like, I am going to say, I think I won the, the, well, we'll get there, but I like, I know that there's no like actual like top dog in this fight, but like I am saying (laughs) that if there was a top dog, my book is the top dog. Oh, are, Sabrina is throwing out challenges over here. Yeah, Gauntlets. Sabrina, Sabrina, woof, woof. because uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think mine is top dog when it comes All right. to breaking well, then, the fourth wall. You're you're first, so let's hear about it. What, what book did you really do? Really quick, 
can we rename this as like the Winnie Pooh like winner? I was gonna say this is Winnie the Pooh. Yes. Episode yeah. one, we had Winnie the Pooh, Kool Aid Manning through All his right. Victorian home or whatever. And this week, we're just breaking metaphorical walls, maybe real ones. We'll find out. All right. Not in my book, I, though. Not mine either, but let's go. All right, Haley, tell All us right. all about it. Let's hear your Winnie the Pooh um, possibility. All right. So, my choice, which I've talked a lot about on here, was The Lightning Struck Heart by T.J. Klune. Okay. Um, So I gave this ratings, Big Brain Stuff's five noms, um, Pants Feelings, 3.5, Swoons, five noms, uh, That Ending, five noms. Like this book is incredible. I love it so much. Um, and why I think it wins for breaking the fourth wall <laughs> is because the entire book, like the whole writing style is basically incredibly self-aware. So I guess first, maybe we should start with like the meaning of like the fourth wall, right? Uh, so it oh, comes from, it yeah. comes from theater and it denotes the invisible wall between like the audience and the stage, it's almost like, like a one-way mirror where the audience can perceive everything that's happening on the stage, but the characters have no concept of the audience, right? And to break it, it means to bring the audience in. Um, we see this a lot in television. Um, like Fleabag does it really well. Um, I think House of Cards did it. Um, Modern Family, right? Like that whole and the Arrested office. Development. Yeah. Parks mm-hmm. and Rec. Um. And in re and like in books, actually, it was done pretty early on, right? Because it's just when you acknowledge the reader, and a lot of like Victorian sort of books acknowledge that they were writing their journal for posterity and like re- dear reader, like addressing the reader. Um, like Jane Eyre famously does it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of breaking the fourth wall. Um, it also kind of comes with like the the meta right to like to be like hyper self aware, and I think that's where it's in with a lot of current books. Uh, why are you laughing at me, Sabrina? I'm really excited. Yeah, I don't about I'm so sorry. No, I'm so sorry because like you've explained why you think that your your book is top dog, and I'm like. I appreciate your attempt. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so arrogant about this. <laughs> Sabrina is coming in hot this oh. morning. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no, that's not why I think my d- book is top dog. I'm just explaining what, what? we're trying no, to do. No, I know, but you were talking you, earlier. You said it's because Lightning Struck Heart is like super self aware and yada yada. Like, I understand. Anyway, keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm sorry. I'm just like. I'm full of sass and verb this weekend, okay? Apparently. And like I've been I've been ready to talk about this book for so long. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I guess let me describe a little bit about the book. Um, now that we know what the fourth wall is, um, this book has everything. Like I feel like Stefan uh, from SNL. We've got epic hero journeys we've got magic we've got wizards we've got stolen princes dashing knight commanders pining hornless gay unicorns named gary half giants dark wizards orgies sexually aggressive dragons and of course like true love okay everything um and the book is written first person's narration uh which sabrina was like if it's written first person that 
was basically <laughs> breaking the fourth wall. Um, when we were all struggling to be like, we can't find a book. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the narrator is, so it's first person and the narrator is Sam. And he's, it's really like he's relaying the story to you. There are asides, um, like times when he like talks to the kind of like the, the reader audience. Um, he, there's times where he says stuff in the narrative to somebody and then immediately contradicts it to the reader. Um, and my personal favorite running gag is where he attempts to lie to the reader about how many times he's gone to the Castle Locks chapter of the Knight Commander Ryan Foxheart fan club. And like, and every time he says it, the number goes up. Like he mentions it the first time and he's like, I've, I've been like maybe once. And then like pages or like chapters later, he's like, and so for like the third, I like three times tops. And then it keeps <laughs> on. And then like, by the time you get to it, he's like, okay, so I co-founded this. Um, <laughs> I'm there every day, twice a day. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like running gag. So it's like, he's, and he's, He's taking, like, he's literally, he's lying. Nobody else can hear this. He's lying to the reader, specifically, <laughs> you know, about this. So it's very much, like, breaking the fourth wall. Like, he ha- he's taking it initiative to, like, lie to you, the reader, <laughs> because he's embarrassed about how often he goes to this fan club. Um, That's amazing. <laughs> And it's both a, an homage to epic fantasy and it's absolutely poking fun at the tropes. Um, like mm. it starts off the very first page, chapter one, uh, Sam and his friends, uh, Gary, the hornless gay unicorn and Tiggy, the half giant have been captured by a dark wizard. And the wizard starts to monologue. He's like, and now I will tell you of my plans to take over the kingdom. The evil wizard and total douchebag, Larton the Darkleaf, said with a cackle. Please don't, I said. You you really don't have to. Of course he didn't listen. Villains never do. That's why they suck. A lot. And it didn't help that my arms and legs were bound with familiar root. That shit is hardcore. No lie. So, like, the very first <laughs> bit of the book is him, like, addressing you and also making fun of the the trope of the, villi- the villain, like, monologuing what mm-hmm. they're going to do oh to, like, take over the kingdom. <laughs> so, it's just magical. And so, that is why I think it breaks the fourth wall. And it consistently does this like throughout the book. I'm going to move on to pants feelings. All right. This is a horny book. Like <laughs> just. Really. I think that's our favorite kind. The fact that we have an entire category for pants feelings. Like <laughs> hmm, how stra- how much do we care about there being spicy things in our <laughs> books? I just like. It is so, so horny. Um, and, and yet, and yet, it is not, I only gave it like a three and a half for like pants feelings because a lot of the horniness is just uncomfortable. 
Like oh. you have, you have like, like Gary starts off because there's a whole bit in the beginning where Sam is a virgin and he gets real mad because it's supposed to be a secret. And Gary's like, we know you are, there's no. And then he starts talking about Gary's parents. Gary is the hornless gay unicorn and how his parents are on vacation, like at an orgy commune and just starts going on and on about like all this stuff. It's just, there is a whole conversation about half the half with the half giant about the night commander or Sam wanting the night commander to take his flower. Um, and it's just, it's like just real. It's very horny, very awkward. Love a book, love a historical, love like just all of these things. Like I've been in a deep Western hole and the amount of times that like it's referred to as a flower or like petals or, or, or like if they're talking, oh, I've also been reading some like dark erotica and the way they refer to like buttholes. I'm like, oh boy. (laughs) Oh no. Oh boy. So, um, so as far as like now, now. Uh, it does, there are parts that come in um, where it does get very, like, sexy. But it's, I feel like it's more in the swoon part until you get to the end. Because mm. the ending of the book is, the chapter is specifically, um, butt sex is pretty darn wonderful. That is the title of the chapter. In uh, fact, <laughs> this chapter, <laughs> like, um... I just really love like he names all like all the all the chapters have chapter titles and some of them are just magical like chapter one the villain monologues chapter two please don't make my nipples explode um chapter six ducks blueberries and accidental almost hand jobs um <laughs> so wait I have a quick question yeah there's on page like open door butt sex in this oh yeah that is, I feel like that's not super common for T.J. Klune. Is T.J. Klune spicier than I thought he was? Every other one of his books is like, well, I, okay. So I've only read um, like The House of Cerulean Sea and some of his, like, I think, like The Whispering. Because like, I've read are, that. I've read through The Whispering Door. Those I, are like Kristen, I know door. you read. That I whole. read Green Creek and I read um, In the Lives of Puppets as well. Um, Are those spicy open door? He's not usually closed door or fade to black, but it's not usually extremely explicit either. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm like, what? Oh, she said three and a half pants feelings, noms for pants feelings. And I was like, this is spicy for TJ Like, That's very spicy. Um, (laughs) Oh, God, are you getting a quote? (laughs) yes i I see that face i see that look in your eye (laughs) um i'll i'll get there for uh for y'all are just gonna have to wait okay so i gave you a little bit like what it has in it i don't want to like super spoil it but the premise is you have the main character is sam he is a he is a wizard he grew up in the slums and he discovers one day he's being bullied by these other boys that are slightly older he's probably like 10 um and they corner him and he accidentally turns them all to stone so the main the wizard from the uh the castle 
discovers him and he becomes his apprentice and he they move his like whole his family his mom and his dad they move him into the castle he has this whole new great life the king loves him everybody loves him he is super sweet and adorable and just ugh. um when and then it, that causes issues with the prince later but anyway because like they don't like each other um well sam likes everybody and then the prince gets jealous of sam but anyway it doesn't matter we're getting there so it cuts to he's about 20 years old so it kind of flashes back a little bit but he's like 20 during this book and he has a hardcore crush on uh ryan foxheart who is just the names too are just so aware um who is like i love that name the knight of um he's like the the knight of the castle and basically every time he sees him he like runs away he can't like cannot get close to him he just is like (laughs) um that's a mood right and but like knight command like he becomes like knight commander so he's in charge like the castle guards and he just the most perfect hair and like really like fit and just chef's kiss uh and whereas Sam is uh, continuously described as a twink, which he absolutely denies. He's like, I'm not a twink. Um, and then Gary, his hornless gay unicorn um, friend is like, honey, you are such a twink. Um, and it's really cute. Um, so, but I guess the main action of the story occurs because... Lots of pining, right? I mentioned pining. Ryan is dating the prince. And then we find out that they are going to get, like, engaged. So they've, like, now he's engaged to the prince. And Sam is like, oh, no. And we also find out that there is this magical thing for every wizard. So you have regular wizards and then you have dark wizards. And regular wizards have, like, a like a strong foundation for their magic. And that relies on like basically kind of like their soulmate situation. And it's called a cornerstone. And uh, during an altercation where Sam, after it is announced by the King that Ryan and Justin are affianced, the King does decide um, that he doesn't want Sam to feel bad. So he does set up like a bachelor type situation of the ball where just all of these like eligible men um, are just like invited so that you know and it is just as awkward and um as sam describes one of the the characters as no thank you uh, mr uh duke bad touch um (laughs) like doesn't like it so anyway he but he does end up going on a date with this guy and while they're on the date, which Ryan uh, decides he has to chaperone them because everyone is aware that Ryan is in love with Sam and Sam is in love with Ryan, except Ryan and Sam. And so, <laughs> That's my favorite trope. I love that so much. These hot dummies just can't get their shit together. And you see it like all the time where it's like they'll be battling these with like I'm trying to find the chapter where they're battling these wizards and there's this whole back and forth 
And they're like, oh, yeah, this makes this makes a lot more sense now. And they're like, what makes sense? Like all this stuff. And they're like, Ugh. Um, okay, I'm just going to read y'all everything because I have yes. to. Read me this book, Haley. Um, yeah. yeah, right now. Let's go. All right. So we've moved. We're, we're going to skip to swoons because um, this book is so swoony. It is so adorably swoony. So Sam is on this date and it is with this guy and – there, it's like a theme night and the theme is like ducks and blueberries and Sam uh, and Sam is sitting there. He's like, oh, and then Ryan goes, Sam is allergic to duck and blueberries. And so he knows like what Sam's like allergies are. Okay. That is um, one of my favorite micro tropes is being like mm-hmm. small, low key thing. I know about you that this other person. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just catnip. Ah! So and like when it gets like sprinkled throughout the book, it's like ooh, ooh, they oh, the it's I know, and that and, and that's the, the thing. bar it is, is so low. God, it is truly <laughs> all throughout the book. Um, and it's just it's oh, I don't even know. I have so many quotes, and I just like can't even start. To tell, like, to read them. To it's fine. You. Just start at page one. We'll just cut out yeah. the next eighteen <laughs> hours of you reading this book to us. So it's like, and it's just a lot of like um, back and forth. Like Ryan, the tip of your sword is poking me. I said because it was. I don't know why he thought he needed to come fully knighted out. Talk about going overboard. You're getting it all over me. And then Ryan blushed. And I said, oh, crap, in a slightly string of voice. I didn't think it was possible for him to get any more attractive, but he had done so exponentially, and it made my insides burn. Oh, sorry, he muttered as he pulled away. Sure, I said faintly. Sure. I wondered how to go about asking him to poke me with his sword again. <gasps> oh! <laughs> Is, is that is that is that your sword poking me or are you just happy to see me <laughs> and then there's a back and forth um it's because the, the dinner gets crashed and ryan is like you need to stop getting captured he said flourishing his sword like a bad badass i don't think my heart can take it anymore and it's like oh and then you have the dark wizards who talk to themselves it's like they uh do know we're here right um <laughs> Like, I'm not invisible. I didn't accidentally <laughs> cast an invisibility spell on myself while walking over. And the other one's like, I can see you. You're not invisible. <laughs> and the squat wizard looks relieved. He's like, that would have been embarrassing, you know, like barging in here and saying, I'm here to have revenge. And then not realizing I was invisible. And then having to like make myself invisible again and say it all over again. Like... I'm worried that Ryan, I'm being complimentary. Is that what you call it? Hey, just because you, oh boy, Squat Wizard said, I totally get it now. Get what? The Dark Wizard laughs. I cocked my head at him. They stopped laughing. You're being serious, the Squat Wizard said. About what? I was confused. Wow. One of the Dark Wizards said, that's gotta be super uncomfortable for everyone involved. It's so obvious, the squat wizard says. <laughs> like, the most obvious thing I've ever seen. His darks agree. What is, I asked. My head hurts. It's like everyone, like fucking everyone is aware of like how a tra- like thing. Okay. So anyway, the whole this book is like Haley's that is- audiobook narration. Yeah. Audition. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's 
so good. And um, I'd buy it in a heartbeat, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. So I just can't, like, it's constant swoons. It's, then they have to go, then the prince ends up being captured by a sexually aggressive dragon. And Sam has to go with Ryan and Gary and Tiggy to rescue the prince. So they go on a journey. Um, they encounter, they get trapped in the dark woods. There are like bad touch trees and fairy rings. Um, Sam is almost married to a six inch tall, very angry uh, pixie with a heart on. Um, <laughs> but they get out of it. Uh, okay. They, they end up rescuing the prince. And then even at the very end, like when they rescue the prince, you still have like other chapters of literal pining because for reasons, Ryan can't break his engagement. And then they find out about the cornerstone and then all this other stuff happens. Oh, and it's just so like swoony and adorable. And you find yourself like, it's literally just like Ryan, like smirked. And you're like, Oh, he smirked or like it's just it's just so good um so like five out of five swoons just the whole book is swoony I had to stop myself from highlighting things like I just I had to stop from highlighting that's a mood it, it got so close um and then it comes to the there is a part at the end oh that's so good where it fi- everything finally gets out in the open and it is because they are captured by a corn cult um <laughs> and fed like truth corn um which does make them like say things <sighs> aloud to themselves so it's like okay so I'm just gonna do this one more thing and then my time is up and he's like I can't stop just stop oh I get erections when you cast spells. That's Ryan. And, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with that line. Uh-huh. And then Tiggy, I mean, Gary is like, I thought Ryan and Sam would continue to ignore how much they want to bone each other. And we would all be suffering in silence because Sam won't pull his head out of his ass to see that Ryan wants to eat his said ass for dinner. And and then Ryan is like, I do through gritted teeth for breakfast, even and lunch in a midnight smack, especially when you do magic. I was like, you have a magic kink? Yes, but only for you. Your magic gets me hard. Even when you do anything, I get hard. Really, even your ridiculous sex puns. You remember when like and, it, and it's like I wanted to tell you to. You gave me an eruption. Why did I say that out loud? Why? 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 Anyone kill me? Oh. My God! By um, the way, um, resident resident geologist Kristen, I need you to incorporate eruption into your regular vocabulary. Yes, I will absolutely be doing that. <laughs> There's no way I will not use eruption in a sentence this week. Oh. I'm so ready. Oh, yes, <laughs> it's it's just so good. Oh, and then also Sam goes to the Ryan Foxheart fan club meetings like um but he disguises himself as a bearded wizard named Mervin where his arch nemesis <laughs> like even though he legitimately has arch nemesises but his like true arch nemesis is a 16-year-old uh girl named Lady Tina De Silva and he hates her and she is a foxy lady and she also stands 
uh, Justin and Ryan, and um, he gets really, really upset. Oh, oh, and the most swooniest, most adorable, cutest thing is like Ryan came to the meeting of the Foxy ladies and had like didn't recognize Sam, even though he was like, You look kind of familiar. And Sam's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> but he leans down and he writes like he signs an autograph, and when he, and he leaves, and when he opens it, it says, don't worry, Mervin, I'm a Sam girl, too. <gasps> I oh! mean. <laughs> okay, so this is this is going so far up so fast on my DBR. <sighs> so it's just very meta. He is addressing the like the reader again with it's just through the end of like throughout the book I just love because it drops in there every time he's like five times I mean like I've only been like 14 times and it's just continuously through. <laughs> um and and yeah and then finally um Steph works out and they do get together so there is like an HEA situation at the end of the book um and then you have some uh really fantastic uh I'm really trying to find y'all like the um, actual like butt sex stuff. <clears throat> you keep looking. <laughs> Did you give us a bad HEA though? Right. Rec- oh, that right. HE like five. Oh, 10, 20. This book is fantastic. <laughs> and it's the first in a series. So it's like an epic. I think it's like a four book series. Did um, we get like the princes? H-E-A. So, okay. So this is like the book one through four is like the overarching sort of like epic hero journey saga thing. But book five just came out and it is the prince's H-E-A story. And um, it's M.M. There is a sexuality representation. There is, um, uh, just everybody. It's just so good. It is mm-hmm. just so good. And it's so witty and the banter is fantastic. And you just crack. It's just so like laugh out loud funny. Um, This is an amazing book. That I- tracks for a TJ mm-hmm. Klune yeah, book. Like I've never not cackled hysterically in a TJ Klune book. I think I'm the only one who has not read T.J. Clune. Here's the thing. T.J. Clune is so swoony. So, so good. He's so good at representation for queer Mm -hmm. um, people. But he does handle grief a lot in his books. Very extensively. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if you haven't read it. Yeah. For that reason. We probably warned you away from it for that reason. Yeah. To... I feel like that might be a thing is everyone's <laughs> just been like, maybe you shouldn't read that one. Like, yeah, maybe just so, put that one on hold one day, yeah. one day. There is, I will say there is per, like some like um, Ryan's mother, like off, off page in the past passes away, which is part of his like, he has this oath that's part of the whole like, why he can't break his promise. Um, Justin's mother also um, like passed away in the past when um, during childbirth. But mm-hmm. um, 
all the dads are there and they are kick ass awesome. So just hell yeah. I love when all the dads are there. Dead dad count. Zero. Zero. <laughs> um, wait, wait, but would y'all. That's how like, I'm going to start recommending you books, Mario. How many dead dads are there? <laughs> the um, number's above one. But but if you if if you want to know how um legit on page horny this book is, should I should I read you a, a little? Blur? I'll never say no. Should. Yeah. I mean, um, oh man, I could barely take my eyes away from the sight before me, watching his fingers disappear into himself, stretching but trying not to fuck into himself too. And this is a TJ Clune book. TJ Clune. After that, time slipped gently. I remember his hand on my cock as he guided me, his legs around my hips. I felt the resistance of his ass and the pull of the muscle around my cock head. There was a flash of immense heat as I pushed further. He groaned underneath me. Where are my pearls? Yeah, I, I need to like clutch them. I, 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 like, this is very I, unexpected for a TJ Clune novel. I'm not mad about it, but like, yeah. like this is like there is sweat dripping. There are cat. There's calf kissing the bone of his ankle as he moaned underneath me. Um, sweat dripping down back. Pupils okay. are dilated. Um, this is a very um, like I said, it is a very horny book. Um, horny book. It is it is sometimes very uncomfortably horny, but it is also <laughs> legitimately horny. And I I'm I'm only dock I docked it to a three point five because a lot of the horny stuff is like, ooh, this is not a pants feeling situation. Very horny, mm-hmm. not a pants. But like that last chapter though, oh, and all the swoons that build up to it, just chef's kiss. Um, Man, and that I'm is not why- gonna lie though, I do love a context not okay horny situation <laughs> oh they're great they're great there's a whole back and forth with the dragon and gary where they're like in a relationship and then the dragon is like hey, is this shrek what um that's <laughs> uh, crazy um where like the dragon is like pretending to be sam's stepdad and like <laughs> throwing the ball with him and he's like so you know butt sex and it's just like what um it's very <laughs> uncomfortable um but yeah everyone should read this book it is fantastic and i am um like 10 minutes over my time i'm so sorry uh everybody read it bye <laughs> <laughs> by and the way for a total it, score if y'all oh can't tell we've decided to put a timer on ourselves we'll see how this goes we're gonna do our best uh i think that's an 18 and a half Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But I would give the ending like twenty, so really it's like a thirty. Shut the fuck up! All right, your turn, Kristen. girl math, <laughs> girl math, girl math, girl math. Okay, to go along with all y'all's girl breakfasts, like what the hell is wrong with all of you? I can't talk. All I've had today is a mason jar of tea. I'm so. sorry. I made breakfast potatoes, eggs, and bacon. It oh, was, like, I delicious. Miss it. I miss that. Great. That sounds amazing. I was thinking <laughs> I had about goldfish. your goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> that was after I mowed the grass, too. I really should have eaten something more substantial. But by Girl the time breakfast. I realized it was, like, time, I was like, I'm, I'm out. Oh, well. <laughs> Fair. So this is my least creative of prompt 
fittings to date. Uh, I read Marriage of Inconvenience by Penny Reed. Uh, it is number seven, I think, in the Knitting in the Sitting, Knitting in the City <laughs> series. <laughs> Knitting um, in the Sitting. Let's get it. <laughs> Just really quick. I recommended this book to Kristen. This is one of like a book I reread sometimes because it's a comfort read. I'm now realizing it's oof. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I understand how it would be a comfort read. Um, I really thought I had read more of this series and the Winston Brothers series, which is kind of a spinoff tangential series to this. Um, but apparently I've only read Beauty and the Mustache, which is the first book in the Knitting in the City series, and then no. Truth or Beard. Nope, oh, nope. it's fourth. No, it's fourth. <laughs> hey. It's it's the I book the that spins book. off the Winston series. Oh, is it Ashley's yeah. book? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've read that one. And then I read Truth or Beard, which is part of the Winston Brothers series. I'm not even going to guess the number because I don't know. That is number one. Oh, hey, look. There you go. Um, so. The completionist I... in me right now is like, what the fuck, Kristen? <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, don't even ask me about what I've done with Serena Bowen and the True North. Nope. I don't want to know. I don't fucking want to know. So, but I, as a book, I gave this three stars. It is oof. I do see why it would be a comfort read if you read it like a couple years ago and you loved the rest of the series. Like there's a lot of characters coming back. Um a lot of the male main characters and female main characters from the previous books um, are a big part of this story and like come to the main characters rescue a lot. And I could see where that would be like, yes, my people are fighting for what's right. And like, that's what we want to see. But I, I didn't have that experience with this book at all. (laughs) It's almost like you came in on book seven Without having read the rest of the series. Without Almost, having not known Cat <laughs> and Dan's pining for like six and yes. a half books. Which is, yes. I think, a big part of why it's a comfort read for me. Um, I'm sorry. I will stop apologizing right now. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. quit defending your love, Mariana. How dare you? <laughs> I feel horrible. <laughs> it, it was fine. It oh. was one of my worst fears ever portrayed in a book, which is the fear of being committed against my will to a mental institution. Yeah. Uh, no, we talked about this. This is yes. also my fear. And it's why I had to, like, I liked American Horror Story and I had to skip the aside. Like, I can't, any sort of. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Mm, Absolutely terrifying. <laughs> So that definitely colored my experience of reading the book. Uh, so let's Which get into it, my fair. scores. Uh, for Big Brain Stuffs, I gave it five stars, five noms, sorry. It it absolutely does break the fourth wall. It isn't anything exceptional, like it just happens. 
Uh, pants feelings. I gave it three. Um, it's a second chance romance, which is always fun. And they are very hot from each other for each other from the beginning. Uh, and when they get together, it's great, but it's, that's it. <laughs> there's nothing except there's nothing exceptionally kinky about it. There's nothing like, it's just fine. <laughs> oh, look, that's sex on the page. Yeah. I yeah. We'll say this uh, really quick. One other thing yeah. I do love about this book is the fact that. Uh, Do you feel like you're on trial, Mariana? <laughs> Only a little. But Haley, you might need to step in here <laughs> and be like litigator. My uh, only one thing about this book that I really love is the representation for anxiety-induced, like sexual frustration, yeah, and like like trouble with completion um, on cat side. I that is really good. love that that this was the first book I'd ever read with that and uh as someone who has experienced that a good bit in my life I was like it's me and this is why representation <laughs> matters but I that is one thing I do love but I'm 110% with you this is not the spiciest book like it, yeah good for they them. do have sex yeah they do do that <laughs> <laughs> they do have intercourse <laughs> Wait, and I congratulations remember, they also it is like the first I remember if and it's been a really really long time since I read this I have only read this book once I feel like I've read some of the other ones in that in the series multiple times but I've only read this one once um I feel like the first time because it's also a second chance romance but it's also and like in a fake marriage right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a it's like an marriage of convenience yes marriage of convenience mm-hmm. trope mm-hmm. um like where they like kiss because it's like they're in, it's like a civil they go to like the judge office mm-hmm. and like the first time they kiss it's just like super hot and like oh. very very heavy and like intense the first kiss made it in yeah <laughs> um but then like it is also like in like the judges all like it is like Oh, it is at the courthouse. It yeah. is at the Justice of the Peace's office. Yeah, it's like real. It's it's almost like a. <clears throat> they do that in the scene. They're like, oh, we got to go. This guy came in on his day off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I forgot that. <laughs> so I did. I do love there. I, I remember reading this book and laughing a lot in it because I think there were a lot of like awkward sort of like situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I also i mean i liked this i support mariana i liked this book and i did also like the representation of um the the anxiety and like the kind of the sexual um oh what's the word i can't think of it yeah i can't think of it either i'm like the thing sexual dysfunction or is that yeah yeah well yeah the sexual dysfunction kind of like of it Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna go dysmorphia, and I was like, "That is not the right." That's word. not the right word. <laughs> it's not it. Um, but it was probably not my favorite. And I think once I feel like once you get past uh, the romance books, like right. So like all of us have been reading for a while, and we have fairly um, out there taste, high expectations, high expectations, yeah. Like, 
our, our expectations have gotten higher. So like when I first started, these are the books I started with. And I was like, mm, yeah, but now going back, I'm like, I would probably be with you, Kristen. Like, ah, yes, there is sex on the page. Mm. Mm. Good job. Mm-hmm. Go <laughs> Good job. Like, yes. it's not like, oh, goodness. Um, for the record, I am like fanning myself like a Southern lady. To be clear. Um, you don't have to, like, I know that we make a big deal about, like, spicy and how much we love that and et cetera, et cetera. To be clear, like, that is not necessary. To, like, none of us believe that that's 1,000% necessary in a book. Like, Absolutely I've read not. some books that are, there is no sex, period, that I would easily give three or four pants feelings just because of, like, the lead up. Like, yes. Well, I we like, actually had this conversation mm-hmm. in our Get Recto. We recorded it this week. We had a very similar conversation that these are very subjective ratings that Mm -hmm. we're giving. And it's Uh based on how we feel about the book, how we like how we relate to -hmm. the couple, um, how much we're rooting for this couple to get together. And all of those things kind of factor in. Yeah, to how much the pants feelings happen for us? Yeah, yeah. Because I read scores. like to be clear, I have read like really sexy, spicy books where the pants feelings are like one. Because no. I don't give a shit about this couple. I don't think that they should be together. They're toxic and not in a fun way. Like I. <laughs> Well, and there are kinks that just aren't my kink. And so it's very spicy and kinky on the page. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not super into mommy kink. So that's not going to be a lot of pants feelings. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, yeah. like I said, with lightning struck heart, there's a lot of a lot of sex talk. And a lot of it was like, I mean, very, very spicy, quote unquote, sex talk. Mm-hmm. Um, very just uncomfortable. Well, and I feel like that's something that, like, now we're getting into a whole thing. Sorry, just take 10 minutes out of your time, Krista, because we've gone on sure, a tangent. Yeah. Um, I didn't yeah, start I was my like, timer, so. Good. You my should, bad. to be clear, yeah. you're also not ba- as bad as the rest of us, I don't think. <laughs> it depends um, on the book. <laughs> but, like, it's, there's this idea right now that's going, and I've noticed this on, like, social media and stuff when people are talking about books especially when they're recommending spicy books is this idea that lots of sex equates to good book and it's like that Mm. is not the Mm. case like that is that is not necessary well for an erotica yeah i'm gonna fully expect a lot of dicking down or whatever version of dicking down you have between the couple right but Mm -hmm. that does not mean it's a good romance just because there's a lot of like there are romances where i'm like these cup, this couple needed to have less sex, ten <laughs> percent less more sex. communication. <laughs> yeah, like, and it this, would be hotter. Yeah, yeah, and because like there is like I'm not saying that like a book with a lot of sex isn't great because that is not true in the slightest. Like mm-hmm. there are great books that are like fifty percent sex. <coughs> Only James, but mm-hmm. uh, I was gonna um, say baby in the in the in the oh god hours. the sweet verse. Yes. Yes. That's another good example. But like, so like only James, her necessary evils books. There's a lot of sex on page in those books. Same thing with all of the sweet first books. Well, most of them. Um, Great books. Then there are other books with the same amount of sex where I'm like, there needed to be way less sex in here. (laughs) Because like, do these people actually know who they're having sex with? Like, or is this just like a faceless fuck doll 
that and no shame in that but if you're telling me that they're going to be like in love forever at the end of it i need to believe it yeah yeah like if the core of the book is that there's going to be an hea and they're in love and live for the rest of their life madly in love there's got to be more than fitting things in places like come on buddy I need you to fit in my heart, not just my <laughs> pussy, bud. Okay. Time out though. I read a book recently and it was like he it was like he was thrusting into my heart. <gasps> Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> just hard line for me. I was not a fan of that sentence. It's okay. So that one, is- that's a medical emergency. Yes. Two, it's not romantic. <laughs> Do okay, I, I think I feel like I know I what book is. you're talking about. <laughs> I don't even remember. It was a book I read like in the last week. Oh, never mind then. And I actually really, really loved the book, but it was just that sentence. I was going to assume it was, was like, that. Nope. I was going to assume it was that giant book that I told you about the second book oh, and you were like, no. hell yeah. And then you no, read he the was first legitimately. book. And if I had, if I like, if I had known you were going to read the first book in that series, I would have been like, Kristen, no, if you want the second book, just read the second. I can't do that, <laughs> but I'm telling you, you should do that. <laughs> I wanted to meet Haas, but I wanted to read the series and book one turned me all the way off. I don't even care about Haas it's, anymore. <laughs> it's incredible to me the points where you're like, I want to read this whole series versus I'm just going to drop in in book four and seven. Okay. Here's <laughs> the thing. I think what happened is I think I read Truth or Beard and I was like, oh, I need to read Ashley's book. But I didn't I wasn't necessarily ready to do the whole Knitting in the City series. Mm. So I went back and read Ashley's book. Then apparently dropped off the face of the earth of the Penny Reed verse for a while. And then this book specifically was recommended to me for podcasts. So I went back yeah. to read this book right. and there was not time to read six other books. So That's fair. I mean, All right. there ended up being time to read six other books because it took us so long to record this <laughs> But I did not think that when it we started the journey. Fair. Anyway. So back we're going to this book. go back to your book. <laughs> so yeah, keep telling us about your stuff now that we've just like completely derailed you. <laughs> so to recap, Big Brain, uh, let me start that timer. Uh, to recap, Big Brain Stuffs, five noms. Uh, pants Feelings, three noms. Swoons, four noms. This was a swoony book. I love a second chance romance. I'm obsessed with a marriage of convenience. Like all of the tropes that I love were there. Oh, I, I hate that I didn't love the book more, but I didn't. Um, that ending, though, too. Uh, <laughs> it, really? We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> it did wrap everything up in a nice bow. It was there. I hated it. Final score, 14 noms out of 20. It does fit, though. It fits. It does Ooh, fit. It skirts by to fit. Just squeezing on through. That is, that is not skirting by. We've had 11s on the podcast. It's true, it's true, it's true. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> okay. So um, this is a dual POV book. So we hear from both Dan and Kat. Uh, they both break the fourth wall. Dan... I love the way that she wrote Dan. He's from Boston and he's like, she writes the thick accent into his, his 
words and it's wonderfully done. I really loved that. Uh, and he just occasionally he's like, you see that ass? That's a great ass talking about cat. And like, it's things like that. It's, so that's how he breaks the fourth wall. And then cat, I have a direct quote here. Um, it was very, it reminded me very much of 50 shades of gray when she's like her internal goddess was screaming or whatever. Um, cause she was like, wait a minute, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me back up. Dan and I kissed that happened. Excuse me. While I take a moment for an internal squeal of exhilaration. And then I listened to this audiobook and the audio narrator just goes for like oh, five that's minutes. Cute. <laughs> yeah, it was really cute. Um I love when audiobook so, narrators do stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, me too. Uh so that was big br- I mean, I feel like that broke the fourth wall. Boom, done. Check. Five knobs. Um Pan's feelings again. Three noms. I have written in my notes here one egregious example of non-pants feelings. <laughs> this is a direct quote. Wait a second. If, quote unquote, it remains platonic, of course it's going to remain platonic. She asked you to marry her, Daniel, not feed the kitty. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so... I don't know what happened, but I read like three to five books in the last month that referred to vagina slash vulvas as kitties. And I am not like, I don't know who co-signed this. I don't know what put this into my algorithm, but I am not okay with that. Okay. So now we have it. Mariana is dead dad count. Kristen is... Vulva referred to as kitty. (laughs) Zero, zero. (laughs) What's yours, Haley? I was trying to think of that. And I I think we'll come, we'll fit, we'll figure it out. This is going to be a thing. Yeah. I don't have a particular thing yet, but I guess it depends on my mood also. Because there are some times where I'm like, that's fine. And then other times I'll read it and I'll be like, it's context based for me and a lot of things. The what? Oh, you know what? I know what mine is. Foot count. Foot. Oh, absolutely. Interaction count. Definitely foot count. (laughs) Zero. (laughs) Or like, if it is going to be in there, I need you to be like, it is a chunk that you can skip versus God bless Ruby Dixon, love her to pieces, but like the one book with the foot thing where it's just like sprinkled in and I could not Mm-mm-mm. escape it. That like that those are two different counts, right? There there's like skippable feet, not skippable mm. feet. Mm. I feel uh, really bad for you and Kristen because mine is so much easier to track than both yes. of yours. <laughs> mine is almost always dropped in a trigger uh or content warning, like. Yes, the mm-hmm. internet is saving me. I do not think they are counting <laughs> feet or kitty they cat aren't. or feet. <laughs> yeah. Kitty count. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Oh God, that's good. Uh, we go into swoons again. This was very swoony for me. Uh, not a five swoon, but it was a four swoon for me. It. They go to Vegas, I'm assuming, for one of the other couple's bachelorette 
slash bachelor weekends, maybe a wedding weekend. Um, but they end up waking up in bed together and she assumes that they have had sex, but he was just taking care of her drunk, messy self and being like a good dude and making sure that she did not choke on her vomit in the middle of the night. (laughs) Um, but she wakes up and she's like, I'm not a, I'm not good at monogamy, blah, blah, blah. Trying to seem like the cool girl who's down to have just hooked up and it's not a big deal. And he freaks out and he thinks that she's telling him that she's polyamorous and she would love to keep things casual. And he's like, I'm not down for that. And so now instantly for the next five to seven years, we will pine after one another in a very aggressive way. Um, it is so aggressive, aggressive pining. <laughs> yes. And I loved it. Um, so they absolutely love one another already. Cat Dan's description of Cat is so swoony and I have it here. Um, he uh, is obsessed with this girl. He's like, she was that girl that idealized wicked smart, wicked nice, wicked hot girl you knew all your life from preschool to high school. At first, she had you convinced that she had no fucking clue how amazing she is. She was humble, kind, salt of the earth, good people. You watched her with her friends and thought, fuck, she's a goddamn diamond. Even her laugh sounded amazing. And I'm just like, oh, he loves her. Oh, Dan. Mm -hmm. Then they get married because the whole thing comes down to Kat is a billionaire millionaire. She's an heiress of a pharmaceutical company. And her mother is um, unable to care for herself. She has some, I don't remember exactly if she has Alzheimer's or. I think she has like schizophrenia. Yes. But she has some sort of mental disorder where she is unable to care for herself. And she has been institutionalized for much of Kat's formative years, like from high school, I think, on. And Kat is in her late 20s. Um, Her father is dying. Unfortunately, this book does hit (laughs) the dead dad counter. Uh, it's dead dad on page counter (laughs) i'm (laughs) i hate to laugh because mariana did recommend this book to me and the second i read it i was like what the fuck i have to talk about this on the podcast with you mariana (laughs) look me in the eye and tell me about a dead dad look me in the eye and tell me about a dead dad dying of his long-suffering disease yeah yeah Uh, oh my i'm so sorry i do (laughs) Look, I hate to tell y'all, having a dead parent, worst club in the world, absolutely terrible. I recently did talk to someone about the fact that it makes you 10 times funnier Uh, because no one else can make the jokes. Mm -hmm. Trauma's really funny. Um, I'm sorry for everyone else who's lost their dad. It sucks, man. (laughs) Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. It's it's oh, that's when you just start breaking into that dark humor, you know, something bad happens and you're like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so she her only other her her father is dying, his health is failing, 
Um, her only other, her closest living relative is her shitbag cousin, Caleb, who is like acting CEO, I think, of the pharmaceutical company or like wants to be acting CEO of the pharmaceutical company. I think so. Um, All I know is I have not he, read this book for years and I still hate him. Like I read oh, it once. A, yes. He's I read a it. Shit. I don't know, almost like seven years ago, maybe more than that. And I still viscerally hate him. So good job, yeah. Penny Reed, for that. Yeah. 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 She does a great villain. This villain is bad. Um, so he, Caleb, is her cousin and he wants to have her deemed mentally incompetent. He wants to then become her medical power of attorney ship her away to an institution so she's out of the way so that he has full control of the board and the company and whatever. That's what it is. She has like voting shares on the board. And so she can block him from doing all the fuck shit he wants to do. Um, And he doesn't want that anymore. Caleb wants her out of the picture, blah, blah, blah. So her lawyer recommends that she get married because then if Caleb is successful in deeming her mentally incompetent, the medical power of attorney would go to her husband, not her cousin. Um, so that is why Dan and Kat end up married of convenience, married of inconvenience in this book. Um, and why we are now having to confront our very strong feelings for one another in very real ways, I but he's there to help her out. That HEA, though, I'm just like it's coming. Just... It's, coming. it's coming. So or not. it is an HEA. It did not do it for me. So uh, they both have to work through their trauma again. So one thing that was probably my favorite part is actually not a romantic swoon, but it is a familial swoon because her, she has not been close with her father. He has been doting on her mother. Um, and then he is now dying. So he has died and she is Jewish and Dan is Irish Catholic and they go to Boston and her mother-in-law now dan's mom like invites her to sit shiva at her house and like does all of the things with her it is really really beautiful the way that dan's family just no questions asked this is our family now it was really really beautiful dan's mom yes (laughs) beautiful fantastic oh i love her I have chills. So that's the swoons, four swoons. They love one another. Finally, eventually, they announce it to each other. Um, the ending. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have two things. And roast we have it, like roast it. The, <laughs> we have the ending of the book, and then we have an epilogue that's like seven to ten years later or something. Um, so first of all, hate that. <laughs> I'm not usually a big fan of huge looks into the future in the main book. Like I love a, I love a short fiction afterward that the authors drop on their websites or whatever to catch up with those characters you want. I also love being able to ignore them. <laughs> so <laughs> you you do know that like 
you're not being f- forced to read that I epilogue. Do. Right? I do. I do. <laughs> like, At this point, it was a hate. It was a full on hate read. So I was like, <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> um, fair, fair, fair. That tracks. So the ending of the book, I'm just going to reveal or uh, spoil it. Um, all of their friends from the knitting circle and all of their boyfriends slash husbands have come together and we're going to save the day. They have hacked their way and accounted their way to finding out all of the illegal things that Caleb has been doing. And they just kind of stand like, like showdown at the okay corral in front of this, fancy apartment building in the middle of Chicago where all of her friends are on one side and all of Caleb and his like hired bodyguard goon squad is on the other side. Um, But one of their friends is like a famous comedian in this world. And so the goon squad is like starstruck by the comedian (laughs) and he's just like shaking hands with everybody. Hey, how's it going? And Caleb's like, wait, hey, yeah. Caleb's like, hey, wait, we're here to do some business. Like you can't, what are you doing? Um, but then they just expose Caleb as a shit bag. Who's doing really horrific medical experiments in, uh, unregulated countries to unprotected peoples. And it's absolutely terrifying, but nothing happens. I would, I would love to believe that Caleb, was arrested and charged with like war crimes. Uh, but we definitely don't get that on page. The epilogue, um, the epilogue we needed, right? The, the, yes, the, war, was... the war crimes <laughs> epilogue, yes. the trial where he gets um, sentenced. But I mean, basically they, they bat it down. They're like, she's not mentally incompetent. You're a piece of shit. Get out of here. We're going to expose you and all of your bad things that you've done in the media and that's it and it, it felt very anticlimactic for how scared i was for her to potentially um be taken away and and institutionalized it felt very anticlimactic like i don't know it was it was strange um but she didn't and caleb did get exposed i I feel like they mentioned he was arrested, but or maybe he skipped the country. I I read I this so long ago. This yeah. <laughs> um, and then in the in the epilogue, they have kids and they're all at like a barbecue and having a great time. And that I don't know why it irritated me so badly. So. <laughs> In, okay, in in its defense, in defense of this epilogue, okay, this is the last, Cat is the last member of the Knitting mm. in the City series. So this is basically the last book of the series. So that epilogue. It's an epilogue to the series, not yeah, just the book. It's a, yeah, it's a whole series epilogue, not just this particular book epilogue. So I can see where if you're just coming in just for this book and yeah. then that is the epilogue you're just like what you're like who the fuck are all these people and these children yeah no idea like (laughs) but it's i feel like it's definitely the epilogue for the entire series so and i do have that 
in my notes that like I feel like it I did do myself a disservice in coming into the last book in the series because I was not invested in these characters so them saving the day felt kind of like a cop-out to me so but I'm I could gonna see come where in, someone who I'm gonna come in as somebody who has read the whole series Kristen in order mm-hmm. and I'm gonna let you know I'm on your side I didn't give a shit about that <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> to be clear, like, I don't need the confirmation that like everybody had a great time yeah. and fornicated and then popped out babies. I just, I'm yes, just, I believe that that happened. So like, yeah, if they, Once so they choose. have an HEA, that's happening in yeah. my head already. Yeah, it. I okay so I like the epilogue because it is a series epilogue and everything I will say this though it is very much like holy shit so you're saying that out of all seven of these women like all of them like just procreated like a like a bunch of children and like I mean it makes sense and I will say at the end of almost all of the books like the whole series it is like everyone comes together to save the day it's very Mm -hmm. on Lee James of like it yes. has kind of almost like the same ending every time of uh like using their power to like all the goodies mm-hmm, come together rather. and take care of exactly. all the baddies. It's a captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. I'm not mad about yes. it. Yes. But like I'm not either. But um I did like the epilogue, but it is very much a fan service. Like mm-hmm. these are everyone's kids and isn't it cute they're named after this other obscure person that you probably don't remember. So mm-hmm. And this is all part of her um, master plan because I believe there is chatter that there is going to be like a next generation series. So we're I would gonna, I would yeah. believe that from this epilogue because one of their children was like it was her first uh, time joining or she had just joined the knitting circle because she was not old enough and her boyfriend was like hanging out outside with the dads barbecuing and. So, so like, I could see where they she I was would dropping seeds. Be happy that. about that epilogue if there is a next generation. There, that would change how I feel. I I believe for now, um, with Penny Reed, that that is the plan. Um, I don't know how far she is on um, writing it, or especially since I think she's had to step back for a little bit right now. Well, yeah, because um, she has like. Not only that, she has the entire Penny Reed universe of books and stuff that she's handling. So, like, I would be shocked if that's any time in the near future. But I believe, um, I'm pretty sure, and Mariana, you can correct me. I think when she did the Kickstarter for the knitting in the city, I think there is a special story that is part of the next generation. Yeah. So it's Ava and Desmond's story, which are the two babies that are born in this book. Okay. Um, like they're born, like it, it happens in the book of like, they're born like down the hall from each other. Yeah. They're everything. all in the hospital together. Yeah. The night like, they're born. I do have a quick question yeah. about that kind of thing though. Like how do you handle in a contemporary, the next generation? Like what kind of technology do you bring in? In this book that is right? set 25 years from now. Because, like, this is a contemporary well, novel set in 2015. Like, the, it's clearly in the 2010s that this series wait. is taking place. Okay, I just saw, like, I was just watching, like, a TikTok about this. And it's this weird thing where 
there is like this fashion sort of like cultural stagnation that's like currently ongoing. Because if you look at like the past, like you, it was very like decades were very distinct, right? You could tell what was the seventies, what was the fifties, what was the sixties, what was the eighties, but you hit the early aughts, like 2000 and you really stop being able to differentiate like complete styles. Like they were taking pictures Mm -hmm. from the office and like two and a half men and like the outfits and clothing that they were wearing. And it wasn't really distinct. Like you could take those people and those characters and you could put them now. Anywhere. Yeah. And the only way you were able to like currently like kind of differentiate styles or decades is based on the like shape and like size of like cell phones and computer monitors. So I am really like, as far as like fashion or being able to like tell, I feel like it's easier now with sort of this like cultural, like I guess fashion or like uh, stagnation that it would be easier to set something 20 years from now and have it be like, Oh, that's fine. As opposed to like, in the 50s, yeah, it's not going to be like a right? Jetson yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, where we like yeah. thought like, oh, that's super dated. That's not how that happened. Like the clothing and stuff that we I don't know, man. I'm thinking about crazy. my experience in the early mid aughts, and like I could tell, but then again, I was also <laughs> a youth, and we all were wearing raccoon eyeliner and like listening to very specific bands, and yeah very specific outfits like maybe it's different once you become an adult i am not ready for scene to come all the way back boo the early 2000s already back and i hate it yeah it's coming but i ain't ready (laughs) so what what was what were your final scores so yeah final score 14 out of 20 noms cool it it was good it was fine okay it was fine (laughs) <laughs> i did i did stop my timer with one minute to go so i i would like to say that i give myself an extra nom oh for that. bravo yes give yourself Snaps. a nom yes anna it's your turn all right i read okay i was the problem child oh sweet <laughs> listeners I was our problem child. I took 80 years to like pick a book and then was just kind of like, but I just want to talk about this book. And I was like talking to everyone, like we were having like a meeting and I was like, okay, Haley mentioned, I just looked up you statements and realized, or maybe it was Haley or Kristen. Someone was like, I just looked up you statements and made sure like, like it broke the fourth wall and I was like, oh my fucking God, why have I not done that? <laughs> and so I did that. And sure enough, in the prologue of this book, oh, also my book is Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan. Um, we love her. I'm currently on a Kennedy Ryan, like so good deep dive. Oh my God. Okay. So this is, I read Real. And then I read Before You Let Go, and now I've been rereading or reading all of the Hoops series, mm-hmm. and I'm very tempted to go back and read another series of Herbs. But I have, like, a TBR that I'm like, no, get back on track. Anyways, <laughs> so I was like, oh, my fucking God, I'll just search you in my book and see where it breaks the fourth wall. Prologue breaks the fourth wall. 
Um, so yes. our two characters are Josiah and Yasmin. The prologue is like when Josiah decides to propose to Yasmin and everything and realizes that he wants to be with her for like the rest of his life. And it's, uh, he says something, he's like, I'm not sure how you even mess up a chicken noodle soup. My girl managed it. And she watched me expectantly with his long lash doe eyes. God, I'll never forget her expression as I spat that soup out, but it was so bad. And I was too sick to even play it off. And so then they just start like laughing and they're talking about this and they're talking about their future and how she's like, this is, you should name your restaurant grits. Like whenever you open a restaurant and he's like, that's so far in the future. And she was like, okay, but this is going to be the name. Like I already have it figured out. Like we're going to do this. You have to do this. It's beautiful. So then <laughs> we go in the future and Josiah and Yasmin are divorced. Um, oh, no. Oh, surprise! Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. This is a second chance romance of a divorced couple actually literally, like, coming back together. Like, they are – and not just, like, legally separated. Like, they are divorced and have been for, like, two years. Um, so well, I was about to be like, how does the – is this going to be, like, a marriage in trouble? And you're like, no. This is an no, ended it's a div- marriage. Uh-huh. This is an ended marriage, but they have two children together. So Ooh. they are still co-parenting and they are co-owners of a very popular restaurant called Grits. Oh, um, no. Yes. And so like the book starts and you're like, okay, like they're talking about how like everyone's complimenting them on how well they like co-manage their lives together and how like they do everything so well and like after the divorce and like everyone keeps hinting about like oh you know that dark time and you're like <laughs> what dark time <laughs> like how do we like you're already wondering like how did we end up here where like we're divorced and yeah. all of this and so you're like oh okay um weird but all right so the further you get in and then um it kind of takes a turn like you're kind of seeing how they're like managing together you're seeing they're like how they're sharing time with their children. You're seeing like how they're co-parenting, especially their daughter who is like really struggling with the divorce and is very angry at Yasmin, but you don't know why. So you're just kind of like, Oh, that's weird. Like she's very rude to her mother. And Yasmin keeps having to be like, just, I have to talk to her. I don't know what I've done. Like, please get to her. And so he's like, okay, yeah, yeah. And then Josiah starts dating <gasps> someone else. Y'all, oh, no. this book, and this is what Candy Ryan does. She brings you on a fucking roller coaster. No and that is, shit. Yes, she does. Really, yeah, she like, does. And you're mm-hmm. uh, holding on to your hair. Like, just like bracing for impact all the time. So, um, uh, they're like that's like an alternative title for any kennedy ryan book (laughs) oh my god bracing for impact truly bracing for impact and so she like you're you kind of see them co-parent you're seeing how they're like doing all of this and then you kind of start to get the background of things and it really comes up whenever you meet josiah's like kind of new girlfriend who is also like the head chef 
at mm. their restaurant. Bashi. Uh, and talk about shitting where you eat. What the fuck? You're an owner, bro. Yes. Wait, they have another restaurant as well? No, this is their restaurant. The chef's name is Vashti. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. So she, um, and like, they, I will say that, Sabrina, I, I was kind of the same way where I was like, oh, God, Josiah, like, mm-hmm. make better choices. But he he went in being like, this is not, like, serious. Like, you were the first person I'm dating after my divorce. Like, I don't want anything very serious. Like, they're very casually kind of dating. Um, and so it's just like instantly in chapter one, you see that Yasmin is like, huh, you're dating someone new. Okay, sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm cool with this. I am with it. We are divorced. We are so, so divorced. Like I <laughs> asked for the divorce. We are so divorced. Like I have to be okay with this. And like it just you're like, oh no, you're not okay with this. Like yeah. and in her brain, you like you get constantly her being like, I am cool. Yes, he is still hot as hell. Yes, he's a great dad. Yes, he is a great business owner and friend. I am fine with him dating someone else. And you're like, mm, okay. <laughs> sure. So interesting. Okay, so like, interesting. Exactly. So we get all of that. She starts to get jealous. She, like, they keep talking about, like, this, like, how it's, like, all in the meantime, she is also starting to do more work with their, like, community. And everyone keeps being, like, yeah, you know, after you, like, it's great to see you again. And it just keeps being, like, why is it great to see her again? Like, have we not been seeing her? And it comes out that, um... Dear God, we have to put so many trigger warnings on grief on this episode. Okay. Um, Yep. We have to trigger warning mine too. So like, we'll just put a blanket trigger warning. Um, They started this restaurant with Josiah's aunt who raised him and Aunt Bird, uh, who is a beautiful, wonderful character. Like, um, and she passes away. And then not long afterwards, when Yasmin is pregnant, she falls and uh, she's like eight months pregnant. She falls and hits a certain way where she ends up having a stillbirth. (gasps) Yes. It is traumatic. And Mm -hmm. like, it takes them a long time to even like fully be like, this is what happened. Like you're probably 50 way percent through the book before you find out like, this is like, you know that they lost a baby and like that she was pregnant, but you don't find out like how and what happened mm-hmm. until like pretty far in. And so Yasmin then goes through an incredibly deep depressive episode. Uh, like she cannot get out of bed. She cannot function. Like she is like constantly in grief. She's constantly sitting in her nursery, like staring at the walls, like, Oh God, it is very upsetting. Mm-hmm. And she then asks for the divorce and is like, I like something has to change. And like, I, I can't do this anymore. And so they get divorced. He's, and he asks her, he's like, I do not want a divorce. Like, please let's do something. And she's like, Nope, like I'm done. And so they get divorced. And so you find out this, like all throughout the book, like slowly piece by piece, you kind of start to understand like what's happening. But one of the things is, like, 
then she talks a lot about how she then started, she like started therapy and grief management and got on meds. And like, now she, she's like coming, she's like after two years of these horrible Mm -hmm. experiences, finally able to step back like into her new life. And she's made these like two, like two really good friends, uh, Hendrix and Soledad who are beautiful, amazing side characters. I cannot wait for Soledad's book, which is next. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so all of this, like you find out that's all the background. You guys kind of like need to know that this is all like background information. Mm -hmm. So Yasmin is like coming back into herself, right? So she's finally being like, "Mm, my husband is my ex. And she always has to be like, it's my husband. I mean, my ex husband (laughs) is very Mm -hmm. handsome and like, wow, he is a very good man and she's like no no no, fuck this and so she like tries to date someone else too and josiah the whole time is like i am still in love with her i'm Mm. trying to not be in love with her and i am doing so by like moving on with my life like she ended this two years ago i'm finally ready to like step forward and move forward and like i have to fall out of love with my wife and it is y'all the first it's so sad it's so sad and like josiah is like oh my god yes yes he is like kind of like oh so what you're saying is it is a five in swoons because that it is a five for me it's what's happening it is that's a mood because you oh my god y'all I feel like I could just talk about this book for like 80 years and I'm I feel like I'm also not doing it justice because I'm like and then this happens but (laughs) Something that also happens is their uh, Kasim, their youngest son, is like stupid smart and they want to like place him in a like let him skip a grade. But they're like, but emotionally, he's not ready to skip a grade. So Mm -hmm. like we think he would benefit from some counseling. And Kasim is like, I don't want to go to counseling. Like dad doesn't go to counseling. Why should I? Like, and so the dad is like, okay, I'll go to therapy if you go to therapy. Oh! And we all celebrated you guys. Hell yeah. Yeah. This is after for like several years, like Yasmin had asked for him to go to therapy with her and everything. And he was like, I don't need that. Oh. Josiah yes. did that with her. Oh, yes. rough, rough, rough. So, but he's like, no, my son needs to see someone go, needs to see me go into therapy i'm scared he's scared we're gonna do it together y'all these people are such good parents like they if anything i just loved watching them be parents to their kids while still being like a like functioning adults and like all this i don't know it was just delightful but yeah so then he starts going into therapy we see like he is like slowly growing and like coming to terms with things that happened. You find out that like both of his parents died in an accident when he was like eight years old. And like, he like stopped grieving like anyone after that point. It's a lot. But so they're like getting closer and closer. Josiah breaks up with his girlfriend. It's kind of a big to do. And casual. Jasmine, huh? Yeah. Casual yeah. with the, the chef. At your restaurant? It's Ca- a casual. It's a to-do only because <clears throat> like she like Vashti is like, no, like let me try to be like what you need. And he's like, no. <clears throat> and she's like, 
no, like, come on, let's just like keep doing like she really wants to make it work. And he's like, when I tell you, I'm still so in love with my wife. Like, I'm so sorry. This is why you shouldn't have been shitting where you eat. I love how that's the thing you're holding on to. I mean, anyways, I have opinions about this kind of stuff. I do, too. And I kind of am the same way. And Yasmin, even like in the book, is like, should you really be dating our chef? Like, is that really a good idea? Yeah. And so amid all of this, they also get an offer to open a like grits to like another of their restaurant. Two grits, all two this furious. Happens- <laughs> yes. <laughs> all this is happening in Atlanta. And so they get an option to open a restaurant in Charlotte, so- South Carolina, I think. Mm-hmm. In another state. North Carolina? So they go on a Maybe weekend. North Carolina. Charlotte, North oh, it Carolina, is, right? It is North Carolina. Thank you. Uh, they go to, like, see this restaurant. And, like, he has just broken up with Vashti. And they go to see this, like, restaurant. And it's run by this couple who has been a long-term, long-term couple for, like, 30 years. But they never got married. They have children together. But they're like, we didn't need a marriage. Like, we didn't feel like we needed, like that to know that we are committed to each other as very beautiful and then yasmin's like hmm you could just be committed without a marriage like okay y'all they peg on the trip yeah, oh, yeah they it do. it's good and this is like after like a lot of i'm turning in my chair being like smoldering a lot of smoldering mm-hmm. glances like one or two like kisses slight makeouts where they're like oh this can't happen no and uh you're like oh okay you're like this and could then, totally uh, happen this could totally happen yeah. yeah yeah and but like the entire time like yasmin's still like yes my ex-husband not my husband my ex-husband and so you're like can it happen what can happen we have so much trauma to get over all of us together because we are now in this story too yeah and so <laughs> they go on this trip they bang it's great pants feels uh, you know pants feels kind of like a four and a half um i yeah yeah a four and a half i'd say candy ryan knows how to write some like some sex she she really knows how to write like a great like not only just like hot sex but like the intimacy of it is just normally like very good i really enjoyed it um but yeah, so then they, like, go back to their regular lives, and they're like, uh, we can't, like, date each other. Like, we're divorced. Like, what is happening? And, like, on the trip, they were like, we're going to have one night, and that's it. We're going to get it out of our system. Yeah, that's how that oh, works. yes. We love to get it out of our systems. <laughs> oh, it never works. Oh, so, so they go back to their regular lives, and, like, sure enough, like, they both. It's not out of their systems, y'all. It's more in of their systems. Of course it's not. It's more in their All systems. They do. Yeah. You got a and taste so I, of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, holy shit, that was so good. I forgot. Like, and that was, it's like one thing they always come back to is they're like, even when we would fight, like, our chemistry has always been incredible. Like, we have always just been hot for each other. And I just love that. I love mm-hmm. when it's like a like we are still hot for each other, even though it's been like 20 years. Like, mm, I love that shit. That's good shit. So 
they like come back. They're like hooking up here and there. They're both individually talking to their own therapist being like, yeah, Hot. we're doing Five this. Noms. Like, <laughs> That's a whole y'all. ass pant feeling by itself. That and swoon. Yeah, it was like because like you see each of them going into their own like therapy sessions and having revelations. You see Josiah like being like, I'm I'm here because I have to be because my son needs me to be. And that's the only reason I'm here to like being like he like a major incident happens and he calls his therapist and is like, can I come in right now? Because I need to go through this with you. And that. Yes. So hot. So mm-hmm. hot. We love someone who just like comes full circle and is like, oh, this is actually good for me to mm-hmm. like not have to hold it all and like talk about this with someone. So yeah. So then they like kind of go back and forth. There's a whole bunch of stuff like with their kids and like they don't want to involve them in all of this stuff. Sure enough, the daughter who like has been like fighting with the mom the whole time. You find out that she overheard that the mom, uh, Yasmin, asked for the divorce. Sure. And that, Uh, like, overheard that big fight where, like, she asked for the divorce and Josiah was like, please don't leave me. Like, please, let's work this out. And and she's, like, fully like, this is mom's fault. Yeah, that would fuck fuck a kid up. Yeah. Yeah. This kid. This kid's also like a teenager, like fourteen. Oh, and so like poor baby, you know, it's just rough. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, all this fast forward, they end up like like the daughter catches them, and then like they slowly get back together, and then they just like end up fully being back together and like dating, and then it's all great and happy. Uh oh, god. Okay, but now I'm gonna one of the main things for me for the reason why this book is so good is straight up the mental health rep and the therapy rep. Like I know I've talked about it a billion times, um, but it, it just hit me so good. It's, this is like Yasmin talking about like later on and she's like, my happiness, my wellness feels like a tenuous ecosystem made up of therapy, coping mechanisms and a precise dosage of meds. If something disrupts it, what would happen? And so it's just like talking about that. And then um, it's later on, like Josiah is talking about how much he is in love with Yasmin and not just like he's in love with the woman like he married, but also like who she has become. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. What for that? (laughs) Like, hold up, hold up. Because trigger warning, Yasmin talks about passive suicide ideation, um, and how she's just like, I hit this point where I didn't necessarily want to be here, and that's when it kind of clicks for Josiah of like he knew it was bad and he knew Mm -hmm. all of it was horrible because like you know she has to like give birth to their like baby that has passed like all that's horrible. But, like, like he hadn't realized, like, how horrible it was. And so, even when she fell, she stayed. When everything urged her to give up and go, she stayed for us. She fought until she found herself again. I've fallen in love with the warrior woman who walked through the fire. The one who came through stronger, reshaped by sorrow, reformed by grief, reborn in joy. So, is anyone else, like, tearing up? 
Because like, anyone else, like, because like I can feel the like the burning. I had to take eyes. my glasses <laughs> off. Yes, obviously. <laughs> when I tell y'all, it's okay. I never I cry more. more than I do during Kennedy Ryan books. Like, I that like some <sighs> things I can read in public. Kennedy Ryan is not like I can read the smuttiest shit in public with a dead face, just like. And then, like, Kennedy Ryan rolls in with her emotions, and I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, I need to be in private for this. Yeah. I have one more. I'm so sorry. I will cut some of these if I need to, but... No! It's not... <laughs> it's not a wrecking ball that starts the demolition. It begins with a tremor, a realization that love happens in the fragile context of our morality, of our mortality. That love and life occur just beyond the reach of our control. There is only one letter of difference between love and lose, and somewhere along the way, for me, they became synonymous. I understand now that something broke in me after my parents died that somehow healed wrong, and I started measuring how much I loved people in the terms of how much it would hurt to lose them. Fuck. And that's Josiah's, like, big realization about how he, like, <laughs> has to, like, deal with his grief. How fucking dare you? <laughs> Bruh. Yeah. Yeah. And so... It it's very good. I'm not gonna give everything away because like it's a lot, but like it ends with like their New Year's Eve party and them like ringing in the New Year together because mm. every year. So at some point during the book, she there is their New Year's Eve party that she is hosting, like she is there and present for for the first time in two years. And as they're leaving, she makes a wish to like either fully get over Josiah or figure out what her next steps are, like in her love life. And so she throws like a ring that she wears around her neck, which is her wedding ring. Um, yeah. She throws it into the fountain and then immediately is like, what the fuck am I doing? Oh, thank God. I was like, what the yes. fuck? <laughs> she throws in and immediately is like gets in and her two best friends without asking like, what are you doing? Just get in with her and are like, what are we looking for? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It's so good. It's so good. And so like, that's probably like the midway point and the epilogue finale is the next new year's Eve Mm. um, where they are together and like happy and like reconnect it. And like the whole family's there and they talk about a lot and they're in like couples counseling. And then she talks about how like everyone's in counseling, like, Deja, their daughter, who was like really jealous that everyone else had their own counselor, like got her own counselor too. Was what like, a mood. I, I, I have, mm-hmm. I do, I have a therapist because of FOMO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was just straight up like, no, I want to also be part of this. Um, I mean, it's uh, okay. I guess I need to do my like thing. scores. Also, my scores. Yes, I. Another thing, this book is a lot about food, right? Because they're restauranteurs. There's like five recipes at the end of this book. It's very good. I'm like, not gonna lie. The minute you start talking about this book, I was like, "Do I have the stuff in my house to make shrimp and grits?" And I think I do. So I think I'm making myself shrimp and grits for lunch. They make corn Actual pudding, mom. sweet potato pie, uh, pancakes, and limoncello pound cake, which oh. I really want. Okay. One last thing, though, is what actually finally broke me on this book was her acknowledgments. Um, I don't know why, but they're very beautiful because unlike anything, like unsurprisingly, 
Candy Ryan just writes so well. Mm. It turns out this was the first book she ever started writing like 15 years ago and then put it away. And, um, oh my God. Yeah. Cause didn't this and just come out like last year? This came out like in the last year or so. And she said, finally to my husband, um, before I let go, wouldn't have exist if you had said, if you hadn't said whatever happened to the book with a divorce couple, that's you though, invest in my hopes and dreams as you are in your own humble and secure, caring and passionate. You're my great and rare, my love. <laughs> and then she talks about how like the main character, like Josiah is named after him, but I don't know why, but oh. the fact that her husband was just like, wait, what happened to that project? Like you started and then stopped. The and- bar is so high. The bar is so, so high. High. Okay. I don't know if any of this made sense. If you guys even understood what the plot line of this book was. I, it's just so good. It's so good. I, I remembering that Candy Ryan was one of the first like romance, like series. Like I read her grip series was like one of the first ones that I read. And I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. And then. <laughs> I read Long Shot, which is, if you know Long Shot, it's very hard. It's a hard mm. read. Yeah. And then I, like, kind of stopped reading her stuff. And then now I'm like, what the fuck have I been doing? Like, <laughs> it's a good what question. have I been doing? Oh. So, anyways, I, um, okay, Swoons, five. five so swoons. five. No question. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Pants feels, I'll give it a four and a half. Um, there's a lot of like longing and pining, um, pants feels for therapy growth, but yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that Can ending, I, ha- though, I want a sticker that says pants feelings for therapy. For therapy. <laughs> <laughs> that is okay, whenever we, we inevitably, <laughs> whenever we inevitably create some kind of whatever, that's Merch. a sticker that's going in there. Pants feelings for pants therapy. Feels- yeah. I, uh, so good though. I love, so good. Okay. Anyways. Um, okay. Big brain stuff. I'm going to give myself a four on this because I'm going to take one for how long it took me to realize that this (laughs) book broke the fourth wall and more than just that one time, it did break it more than that. It just took me a long time to realize that. So I'm going to deduct one for myself. Um, being a silly billy you you get a penalty Um, being a silly goose (laughs) for being just a little little baby um okay wait what am i missing that That ending ending, though though, it that ending though is a five it is a hard fought ata you are there they bring you through the decline and then back through the rise again and it's uh, brace for impact is truly the catch-all for candy ryan yeah i i think we're at like 19 and a half um no 18 and a half 18 and a half yeah Eight, you know what we're gonna give it 19 we're gonna give it 19 just round it up because uh i'll mm-hmm. deduct the one for me being a silly billy but that's it so. yeah so 20 out of 20 <laughs> for kennedy ryan 19 because uh mariana is a ding dong mariana <laughs> yeah, because Mariana is a silly billy. And, you got a ding dong penalty. Um, it's fine. Yeah, and I want y'all to know, like I'm, like I said, I'm on my Kennedy Ryan rabbit hole now. It's taking everything in me not to like have like the next 
like couple of things planned. It's taking everything in me not to just be like, I found another Kennedy Ryan book. I could just put right here in this box. <laughs> well, it's, it's so okay. Good. We have already like we are that would be on brand because I took two books from the same series for episode yeah. one and two. So like mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, okay. That's I was gonna say it. I could make the argument for you to use Soledad's book for next episode. It does not come out until March. Uh-huh. And I have so many questions. Y'all, Soledad is married in this book and her husband's like a piece of shit. So I'm like, be divorced. Be divorced, <laughs> leave your shitty husband. Or it's gonna be um, like in Kennedy Ryan style. It's go like the first part of the book is gonna be her leaving. Very possible. Very, and I would eat that shit up. Because isn't that I like I get the names mixed up, but isn't that essentially long shot? She's with her shitty, yeah, basketball yeah, like, asshole. First, like she's with him almost like the first like half of the book. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Ooh, um, damn it! Kennedy I'm gonna Ryan. end up reading Kennedy Ryan again. I'm like I, I'm gonna have to do like a mental check in with myself to see because like that's why I yeah. stop reading Kennedy Ryan. Like. Because, like, I can handle certain kinds of angst when I'm in certain mental places, but, like, Kennedy Ryan is not one of those. (laughs) Yeah. That's one thing. She handles the heavier themes kind of similar to, well, I would say the themes are similar to T.J. Clune's, but T.J. Clune's books are much more lighthearted. Yeah. Like, Kennedy Ryan does, like, there are moments where the banter is cute and stuff, but it's not very lighthearted overall. Never. Like, it's a heavy. They're heavy. It's Yeah. The ones that I've read are heavy. It feels like they sit on you in a way that, like, other angsty books don't necessarily. And it's because she digs so deep into, like, we can all relate in some way. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, she digs into how it's... It's very All good. Right. <laughs> so what you're yeah. telling me is I need to read Kennedy Ryan. Yes. I yes. 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 I will yet. say, yes. so we know that like I am on record for not being a do like a more than a standalone person usually. Her Kingmaker series, so it's three books, and the first two are a duology. They are so fucking good. Like I like I'm going on record as saying read that duology. And the third book, obviously. But, like, read that duology, and that is not a thing that I usually say. Yeah. yeah that is actually the the ones I'm trying to tell myself. I've, I I want to finish the Hoop series, and then I really want to finish uh, Mia Tompkins' Eastside Brewery series. Um, because I've just been putting it off because I've been in my Kennedy Ryan hole. <laughs> but I really want to read Kingmaker, uh, that it's series, next. I... Also, Hoop series is on script. So if you ooh, have script, ooh, I've been listening to it. Yeah. Um, uh, check all the trigger warnings for that, though, because that series, mm-hmm. she is straight up just like, y'all check before you deep dive into this because she goes into it and she talks. That is another thing is her books are really well researched. Like mm-hmm. she talks to a lot of people who have gone through the same traumas to make sure oh. she gets it right. And that's why it's like always such a gut punch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like this one, she talked to like therapists. She talked to like people who've experienced the same kind of grief, like everything. And it, it shows like, you can tell she puts her heart and soul into this. Yeah. Okay. That's enough about the queen Kennedy Ryan. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I went way over time. It was me this time. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> 
I am the only one of the four of us who, when we decided, because we decided on this prompt before we ever recorded an episode. This was like months and months ago. The minute we said this prompt, I was like, I know what book I'm doing. It's been on my TBR for forever, and I'm fucking doing this book, and I cannot wait because I just haven't gotten around to reading it. But like the premise was so interesting that I was like, I got to see how this plays out. So, and then of course, I did not actually start reading book until less than 48 hours before we recorded because I'm a procrastinator. Like um, before we recorded today or before we recorded last, last time, Sunday? last time, last time. Last okay, time. Okay. I was ready. I was ready last time. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, anyway. So I did In Love With You by Faye Darling. And I've never I, heard of that. Yeah. So the book, you're going to very quickly realize why it breaks the fourth wall. We have our lead character, our main male character, Ryder. He's just like a surfer boy. And he like spent some time um like he's an ex-convict because of some stuff and so he's had like he's just does bartending for his friend because his friend's like i don't give a shit and then things like that and then we have luna she's the main female character and she is a romance author and she's super well known but she is a uh she's like in a writer's block and she can't figure out where to go from here she's like this book is a love triangle and i'm not saying it breaks the fourth wall because she's a romance author this book breaks the fourth wall because it's a love triangle between him her and you the reader stop it he falls in love with you sign me the fuck up the reader oh my gosh so this is why i was like i think i I, woof i think (laughs) Come on, Sabrina. <laughs> and so he he does, and he does. Like it was, I I can honestly say I have never had an experience reading a book like this before. Like I was so invested in like so the <laughs> the first line is well hello there aren't you a mysterious little thing appearing in my life as if from nowhere he can feel you. <gasps> Like, you as the reader, he is aware of your presence. And so there are multiple times in the book where, like, the chapter starts. It's like he's – it's so interesting. So he is introducing you to people. He's like, so it's about time that you met my mom. And then he, like ex- – he's just, it's like he's talking to you and, like, fucking wild. Like, wild. So I'm going to say five out of five noms on prompt. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> if I could do more than five noms, I would. Um, but so five out of five noms on prompt, because like so various chapters, he is introducing you to things. And like it's so fun because like he's describing things. So at one point he's dealing with some stuff because so trigger warning on parent death and deterioration of health on page. This one's a dead Ew. mom count. Um, but it's like a hurt comfort book as well. And so he is, oh God, there's just so many parts. So like, oh, I just, I don't even know. Like it was fucking (laughs) wild. And he's describing 
introducing you to people. So like, and you are introduced as if he's like, hey, like you are actually meeting this person. And then you read or like it's the beginning of a chapter. He'll be like, it's been a couple of days since I felt you. I'm not sure where you've been. I hope that you've been doing well. But in the and then he'll give you like a breakdown of the last couple of days, like things. That, and then it leads into what has, is happening in his life right now. And it was just like, oh, okay. I will say there is, this is, I can't believe I'm saying this. There's sex on page, my friend. Wait, with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, okay. So I am going on record as like pro sexting. I love sexting. It is so fucking hot. And, like, it's essentially that. And he even gets consent from you because he literally is like, where is it? Oh, so here's a quote of what the example is. It's been a while since I felt you close. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday came and went. Nothing. Not even the whisper of your presence. I thought maybe I offended you somehow Wednesday night. And so, like, he thinks that, like, you're away because something upset you or like whatever it was fucking it's just fucking wild and then it's discussing like i just have a couple of quotes okay so this intensity this this passion that feels a little bit like no i can't say that not yet it's too soon we both know it so i'll just lay here pretending i'm holding you pretending you exist completely in my world for a little while longer cuz like he talks about like how if you were there because he's really sad that you're not there and he can just imagine holding you and it's just it's swoony like swoony at you i was like sir okay oh all God. right what a fun fucking idea for a book okay sabrina Fine. I come in close <laughs> second. Fine. You win this one for breaking fourth wall. Fine. We need a tiny, like, Winnie the Pooh statue to, like, hand over. Because, like, Oh, my Bravo, gosh. Friend. We should start putting – it's like, oh, Winnie the Pooh is in um the – out of copyright now, too. So you can – we'll put Winnie the Pooh stickers on, like, on things. We'll go back retroactively and give you some stickers, too. He gets consent from you for your sexy times, by the way, because he says so because he's so horny. He's so horny for you. He d- And he talks about it, he's like, I don't even know what you I don't know what you look like. If you're tall, if you're short, if you're curvy, if you're skinny, if you're like the color of your hair, the color of your eyes, the color of your skin. I don't know any of those things. But all I know is that I'm into it. And it's like. Well, thank you. I am pretty fabulous. <laughs> You're right. Um, but so at one point he gets into it and he's like, so let's do it this way. If you're okay with me touching you, if you want me to touch you, my imagined version of you, that is, then keep reading. But if you're not into that for whatever reason, then skip ahead to the next chapter. But know this, whatever you decide, it doesn't change the fact that I still love you. Obviously, I read Sir. it. Obviously, I read that part of the book. Obviously. Like, and it was yeah. like, I, I I was like, good lord, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I just had to look this up. I'm on Goodreads and I'm looking this up. And I just want to appreciate um, this one star review, which says, what the fuck? How did I just get cheated on and dumped by a fictional guy I didn't even like? The audacity writer has is outrageous. 
I and that's a one him. star? That would have been a five star, star for me. Five star. Well, somebody's comment is like, definitely reading it now. <laughs> so that's the thing. Okay, so I've given you Ryder, right? Luna. We are also in Luna's head. So uh, every couple of chapters, you're in Luna's head, and she's realizing that she is, like, into this guy. So what she does is, as a writer, is she pays people to essentially follow them. She gets her inspiration, which I thought was weird as fuck, but, like, her inspiration from people IRL. So she's paying him to follow him around every day and just, like, a fly on the wall so that she can really dig into, like, whatever. It's, It's a whole weird whatever. But, so, like, forced proximity because of that. And, like, you can see... That she is into him, like falling for him while he's in love with you. Like he is falling in love with you and he's starting to be like, fuck, she is kind of cute. I'm so sorry that I said that, but like, I can't help it. It's just in my head and you're in my head and I can't like block my thoughts. And like, like, I'm not kidding when I say it's a love triangle between you, the reader, and then them. It's fucking weird. What the fuck? But, like, it worked. But, like, did you root for them? Yeah! And I was so conflicted! Because <laughs> I was like, I want them to be together. But also, like, he's my precious surfer boy. <laughs> I was rooting for them, but I was also rooting for us. How dare you, Faye darling? What mm-hmm. the fuck? So... It's this whole, and then, like, there are points where, like, you're in his head, and it's so crazy, too, because Luna's talking to you, too, except you are the reader for her. Like, she is talking to you as the reader of her future romance novel that she is writing. Talk about meta, because she is talking to you, the reader, writing a romance novel about him, because he's the main character in this future romance novel. Meanwhile, you're in his head because he's the main character in your romance novel. And it's like, fuck. (laughs) And like, like, he's talking about how like, he wants you, but you're not there. And so it boils down to, in the end, so his mom have like i said this is a big trigger warning his mom has brain cancer and she's had it for years and in this book you are there for the final deterioration it's over the course of like a couple of months the final deterioration and she her okay dead dead dad count is one um because (laughs) her parents died i think it's been almost like it's been a it's been a week since I read it now and I have a Swiss cheese memory. I didn't highlight any of that, but she's gone through this where like she had to be there while her parent was dying. And so she is his support system for this because he and his sister are not hand like it's really hard for them. Like really hard. And you know, comes to fruition in the end and it's a whole thing and she's struggling because it's bringing back all of her trauma from her parent dying and it's just oh god. It's it's a lot. <laughs> like just throwing that out there. Um and this is where the voyeurism comes in though because you see them have sex. They have some really fucking hot sex. And this is while he's still into you and like in love with you and like I was like rooting for it and he even says that at one point he's like do, do you like this? Like I, you don't feel jealous. So like 
do you do you like watching it when I'm doing this to her? Do you like to imagine <gasps> that it's you? And I'm like, I'm blushing, sir. I need you to like, take like three steps back. Because <laughs> obviously, because like, and it, it really, it did make me think about it though. And how, like, I know we make jokes about how like, we're like, the creepy ones that just standing in the room watching when the characters are boning it down. But like, it's, you're never called out as the reader. <laughs> and like, you are fully called out in this book. He's like, you like, you like it when I do that? Do you like, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Like, just pretend I'm not here. Just pretend I'm not here. Writer. It's fine. And like, I That's what I'm saying in my head on Kindle Unlimited. Yeah, and so it, and it's it's just why I don't even know what I would rate the book because like I I really enjoyed the book, but like I I don't even know how I like I I can't tell how I feel because <laughs> so you're rolling through this book, you're living your best life. He's in love. He's fallen in love with you. He's you're watching him also fall in love with this other woman, and he's really struggling with it because he's like can't I don't know how to love more than one person like. I feel this feel because he's a monogamous guy. And so he's like, which is fine. Meanwhile, I'm poly as fuck. And so I'm like, love her. Yes. But also like, <laughs> there's enough love for me too. <laughs> like, your heart isn't one person size, but his is. And that's okay. It's okay. But like, sure. Like, yeah. So it's, I'm going to give it. Like, I guess if I, I don't know what to give it for swoons because like, <laughs> like swoons for me versus swoons for her, because now I am and I'm invested in the, you know what I mean? Like, these are different swoons because I'm like swooning as the reader for him loving her and them having their character arcs and loving each other. But I'm also swooning for me because he's so sweet and like. Thank you for the compliment. And like, I'm so, I'm like glad that, granted, I am somebody who gets invested in books. So, like, this would be a very different experience, I think, for somebody reading this who does not like being acknowledged as reader. If you do not mm. like being acknowledged that the reader exists, this is not the book for you, my friend. This is not the book. I need you to, like, if you borrowed this on KU, if you bought this book, send it back send it back because you will not like this book um i loved this book i ate this shit up with a spoon i was like it reminded me of like when i was a youth in like high school reading fan fiction on quizilla about fucking bands who like you are the blah blah and they describe who you are but it's all like second person so it's like talking to you like he's talking to you and like that like that kind of thing this is very different because like this is not a character that is created that you are stepping into he, like this is this is you this is sabrina he's in love with <laughs> sabrina me in my head so you're like saying, it's me, it's me. And in my head, I don't know if I've just been like reading a lot of like lit literary like fic recently or something, but in my head, I'm like, are we a brain tumor though? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there's no way. No, there's no way this is a double brain tumor book. <laughs> like we can't do like, that. Are, 
are we? That would be like, rough. Because that's immediately when he was like, my mom like had like his mom. Has oh God! The last I'm the like, end of the book is he wakes up. Like, I'm like, but like, does is this genetic? Like, does he also mm-hmm. have brain tumor? Are we brain tumor? Um, is I he mean, talking? is he talking? I understand to- the breakup. If we are a brain tumor. I don't think um, we are, because unless they both have, unless this is a three count brain tumor book, like, I don't think that Luna and Ryder both have the brain tumor, right? Wait, Luna has a brain tumor too? We're also in her head. She doesn't fall in love with us, but she's directly talking to us. Like, she is explaining her writing style, like how, like, all of the, so this is a lot of tell, don't show, because she's literally, like, they both are literally telling you things. Like, it is like sitting down. It is like us sitting here and I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to in an example mm-hmm. th- like the 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 equivalent would be us sitting here talking to each other. We are the characters in the book. We are also talking to listener because listener is outside of this mm-hmm. context. But also like mm-hmm. they're not. We talk to listener all the time. And so like it's just it's wild. To be clear listener, I'm probably not falling in love with you um but you are very beautiful yes no matter what you look like no matter who you are unless you're an asshole in which case like you can keep listening but i don't like you we will take your numbers but all the rest (laughs) of you listeners (laughs) but yeah it's just it's just it's just i i I literally don't like i i run out of words just thinking about it so Swoons, I'm going to give it four and a half. And then Pants Feelings, I'm going to give it... (laughs) I'm going to give it a five, I think. Because, like... Dang! It's hot. So, like, the scene with you is hot. And then, like, the scene... Like, so, like, with you... I'm just going to spoil the shit out of it all. With you, you're, like, making out in bed and there's, like, just... He he's like touch it imagining how he would touch you and then how he would like roll you over and like pull you up and like doggy style fuck you and while he's like touching your body and I was like I'm gonna this is what's gonna happen is like the next person that I have some kind of whatever with I'm gonna be like by the way I need you to read this specific set of pages because this is the level I expect in sexting just so you know like I have I have standards um mm-hmm. and this is what I request not I did all the did and I'm like no no I'm I need more than that my friend um yeah, it's great. And then the sex with her is fucking hot. There's like, we got some only one bed, but it's only one tent. And mm-hmm. we get some, at one point, they're in his truck. While, and PSA, don't do this. This is dangerous as fuck. But he's driving and she's like leaning against him and he has his arm around her and he's just like going to town because she's just so hot for him. And I'm like, mood. That's a fucking mood. And, like, they end up, like, pulling over to the side of the road and just, like, banging down in the truck. Like, it's good. <laughs> it's good. I don't know what to tell you, my friend. I, I mean, at like, least they pulled over. Yeah. Eventually. Glad they pulled Eventually. over. Eventually, yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. And then this is getting towards the end of the book where you get broken up with. 
essentially. Because he's like, I, and this is while she's there through everything for his mom, and she's being his rock, right? So, like, we are there to support him in his head, but she is actually there. She's there to help his sister, to help with actual physical things in the real world. And basically, he's like, I... God. Okay, wait, here's another quote because I was looking for a description because he says, just put yourself in my shoes. Can you do that? Better yet, just think of every other book you've read. You've most likely fallen in love with one of the main characters before. Just a smidge. Maybe you've fallen in love with hundreds of them. Maybe that happens with every single book you read. And chances are not a single one has ever loved you back. And I was like, ouch. How fucking dare you? Fucking rude. (laughs) (laughs) I just... And, like, he keeps talking... Like, throughout the book, he's talking about how, like, maybe one day we'll find each other. Like, if I travel the world enough, I'll find you. Where... Like, where are you? I don't know. Like, I need you, but you're not here. And I'm like, I want to be. I'm sorry. I Like... (laughs) Sir. Like... Oh, God. And then... Just this, like, like he keeps reminding you, like, this is my real life. And, like, you're only here for some of it. And it's not by my control. It's not through. I don't know if you're in control over how much you're in my life. And it's just, it's, it's a lot. And then, and the grief was really good, too. Like, the way that you do stupid shit. Because you're in grief sometimes. Like, you just do things that are out of character sometimes. And, like, I swore that I'd never do that again. And then, lo and behold, you do it again. Like, these are... He's a flawed character, y'all. Like, he is not picture perfect and whatever. But then we get to the breakup for us. Because he's like, I think a part of me will always love you. But I love her, too. And I think just a little bit more. And because of that, I have to let you go. And I'm like, Woof. I saw this coming, Ooh. but also like, mm. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and then you are still with him. He says that he can still feel you. He's like, I can still feel you there. And I hope that I didn't hurt you too. Like, this is not a quote, but like, I hope I didn't hurt you too terribly. But I just. I can still feel you there. Why are you still here? Are you just watching to see how this ends? And in my head, I was like, yep. Yeah, that's exactly why I'm here. I got to know. I got to know that there's at least a happy ever after, even if it's not mine. God, this isn't fiction. This is fucking like. (laughs) And so it's just wild. And then you follow it through because she ends up realizing that she's in love with him, but nobody's ever fought for her. And he hasn't asked her to stay. And because she is like, and I have to finish writing this book and I have to go because the only place that she has ever successfully written the first draft of a book is at her uncle's hunting cabin in Oklahoma. And so she's like, I have to go. And he's like, but don't like. And he's dealing with the fact that his mom just died and and she's dealing with all of her like resurge of sad parent stuff. And then she just skadooshes like they fuck it out and then go to bed and shockingly unshockingly she's just gone the next morning and he's like kind of fuck you fuck yeah and but she's gone and because she was scared she's like avoided like 
she writes all this romance, but she's been avoiding relate. She's a commitment phobe, essentially. And he, he goes and finds her cousin because that's the guy he works for. That's the one who owns the bar and ends up being like, oh, thank God she hasn't left yet for her plane because he knew she was leaving the next day. She comes and tells him and he's like, OK, let's just have this one last night together. And then the next day he was like, OK, I'm going to just tell her that I want her to stay. I want her to come back. And that now she's already gone. Right. So he goes talk to the cousin and then his cousin, the cousin is like, well, here's the coordinates. I can't give you directions. This is not on MapQuest. MapQuest? Google Maps? Apple (laughs) MapQuest? Okay. Well, here we go. Anyway, so he's like, okay, fuck it. I'm going. And so he goes and he finds, and we're here for all of it. And he's talking to us. Like, I had to, like, go get her and all these things. And he goes and finds her. And then the fucking, like, this is just spoiler. This is just the, I'm spoiling the whole fucking book. Um, the last line is now this, my dear friend, is when you finally let me go. End book. Sweet. And I was like, fuck. And this is like, I'm conflicted on that ending though, because like, it was a good ending, but also like, I got, I got broken up with. I don't know how I feel right now. Well, that's why somebody gave it a one-star review. I can yeah. tell you how a lot of people dumped. feel about it. It's got it's got three out of five stars on Goodreads, and every single one of those one-star reviews is people ranting about how pissed off they are that they got broke up with it. This but like, I liked it because, like, ultimately in the end, I'm I don't want to actually be with this man. I'm glad that he's with Luna because, like, I want to keep falling in love with all of these people. I don't want to keep. Although I, this book is going to keep coming. This book is going to fucking haunt me. The character that. <laughs> I fell in, like that fell in love with me. It's gonna haunt me. <laughs> Talk about wish fulfillment. And like honestly, like actually, you know, I'm gonna give it a five out of that ending though, because ultimately, that was not a healthy relationship between he and I. I I have this yeah. omnipresent. I can't leave your head, so I see everything, whether or not you want me to be seeing. That's a problem. Mm. That's a problem. That's right. yeah. But like. Ultimately, like, I, yeah, I'd give that ending, though, five out of five. I'm glad I got broken up with. Hot take. I'm glad he dumped my ass. He deserved better. <laughs> he deserved better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really liked it. And then the next book, it's actually like a series. The next book, I haven't started it, um, but it, it's between two other characters. And you, the setup for it is in this book, um, but it's not the same way. I'm wondering if, like, they do still talk to you, but maybe more like Luna talks to you as the person that is mm-hmm. witnessing everything instead of, you know, him literally falling in love with your incredible, confident, sexy self. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> he just loves your vibes, man. Um, is the whole book second person? Or no, it's first person between no, the two of it's them. It's first person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So like his, like his chapters are first person him and her chapters are first person her. And I think that it works that way because if it was third person, I would not have been sucked in nearly as much as I was. Because sure, like sure, if it was third person, yeah. I still would have been like behind a Removed. little bit of a glass mm-hmm. wall, but or like maybe like a screen so I can like 
I could feel like mm-hmm. feel your heat when our hands touch through the screen door. <laughs> it's not glass where we have something where we cannot interact and yeah. I have like seven wrecks for y'all. Haley asked for two things and I have westerns for you. So I am to be clear, I'm just gonna start with this because I am deep in a Beverly Jenkins hole right now. It is not cowboy oh. westerns, but it is the time period and like it's the same it's it's horny little house on the prairie. And like that's Ooh. what it's great. It's fucking great. And I started I actually started at the beginning of her back catalog. I'm going by year. And <gasps> like yeah. So I started with actually that's not entirely true. So I started with vivid and jewel which is a series and then i realized that she had a book that came out that was a standalone before that so i went back to that and so the way i'm doing it is like by year and then if i hit a series i'm gonna read the whole series and then i'm gonna keep going by year and like i would not have guessed that that book came out that book came out the year i was fucking born indigo i was like damn okay well maybe not i don't know it's in the mid 90s though i'm not quite that young but um it, it's fucking awesome so like just jump at beverly jenkins specifically i think you would like um spring rain because that is the second book in one of her more recent series is and it is cow cowboy and she is i think it's called spring rain fuck i think it's called wild rain wild rain i started that the first book in the series is rebel then- yes this is her women who dare women, oh, I yeah. rebel yeah, yes. so the second book, uh, you're you it is Wild Rain. You're right. Um, ignore that fuck up. By context, you'll figure out which book it is. It's the second book in that series. It's fucking great. We like she's will she's have a cow searched and put it in the show notes for yeah. by the time this releases. And then um what started me going down this Western rabbit hole, I'm gonna go ahead and wreck it to you, is uh Kit Mc- Kit McBride gets a wife by Amy Barry. Uh, just so everybody knows, this is no spice. This is not closed door. This is no spice. The farthest they get is a makeout at the very end of the book, and they kiss at like eighty percent. But like, still hard wreck this book. If you need side, if you like side characters, hard wreck this book. Like, it's just it was just a delightful romp, and it was another one where I haven't really read anything like it before, or very very rarely because you are so much in a third character's head. Right. Like there's so much that like it is not entirely like the romance is a core part of this book, but there's also a lot of stuff going on outside of it because their younger sister. It's not called Kit McBride gets a bride. (laughs) Yeah, same. But it was delightful. And then I the next one is going to be I don't remember the name of the series, but the first book is called The Gunslinger's Vow by Amy Sanders. Apparently, Amy's are just killer at a Western <laughs> historical. Um, but it was also really good. Like, I really like that whole series as well. It's her only Western series, though. How fucking dare you? The rest is, like, historical stuff, like, Regency-style historicals. So I haven't read those. But the Western series was pretty tasty. And uh, if you like a grumpy sunshine, like, I love a grumpy sunshine. hit it. And so, yeah, those are my Western racks. Ooh. I had Rex for Haley because she asked for uh, like sharing is caring. Oh, um, yes. Yes. And so my first one is Neighborly by Katrina Jackson, which is a it's like two male female couples that like live next door to each other in an apartment. Um, and the two female like couples are like hot and heavy for each other and just just want to touch mm-hmm. and like make out and they do 
and Hell it yeah. is very good. This is part of her like erotic, like short series. Um, she has a few like sharing is caring books. So just all of Katrina Jackson, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. Also, give me more by Sarah Kate. I just read that. Yeah. Yes. This has been is... on my on my radar for a while, and I think I just. I want to kind of dive into because the first book in the series is supposed to be really good. I think I have it on my Kindle right now. I have read it. I liked Give Me More, More. That's what I've Um, heard. Yeah. So the first book is Praise. So it's it's a series where it's like all different kinks. So like the first one is like um, like Praise, uh, uh, Words of Affirmation kind of kink. I don't know what the proper kink word is. And then Praise Kink. The second one. Yeah, Praise Kink. Uh, the second one is Voyeurism. And then the third one is Sharing is Caring. Um, and it's like a married couple and his best friend. So, and if you like that vibe, then you should also read Gifting Me to His Best Friend by Katie Roberts, which is very spicy and very good. Um, that's another Sharing is Caring. Uh, just great. But yeah, and it's they're all great because they're all like established couples just being like, let's, let's fall more in love woo, with more people. <laughs> uh, highly recommend all of those. <laughs> Katrina Jackson. She is like my go-to for when I'm like looking for this spice. Cause she does mm-hmm. it so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My sharing yeah. is caring wreck for you is it's actually the fourth book in a series. Um, the first book is, a completely separate couple. The second book is couple one. Third book is couple two. And the fourth book is couple one and two coming together as like a polycule. Um, And it's just wonderful. It's by Reese Morrison. It's the love language series. And it's got like hard of hearing and deaf rep and it's MM slash like there's non-binary characters. There's intersex characters. It's just wonderful. And it's kinky. So Definitely throw that, throw that out there. Yeah, I just started actually another Reese Morrison uh, book called All Tied Up that I think is MMM, um, like learning kink together. Mm-hmm. Newbie. Uh, but I just started that. Yes, I just started that. So I'm sure it's going to be wonderful because I really like Reese Morrison. Mm-hmm. But I so far, I'm really liking it. I couldn't think of any Westerns or sharing is caring vibes. (laughs) Oh, oh, wait, hang on. I also want to throw in there that there's also asexual rep in the love language series, which is really incredible. It's done. It's handled so well. And it's something that I don't see because a lot of times when I see romance novels where asexual rep is in there, there's no sex for obvious reasons. Right. But kink isn't always about sex and so that series goes into like kink as lifestyle and also like kink as more than just sex which i find pretty unusual in a romance novel like it's just not super common and that was like mm-hmm. beautiful like oh i might have to reread that series <laughs> okay serial non-rereader i know, I know it was right? so good <laughs> okay i don't remember what i asked for i well Let's i see. assumed you wanted a more westerns because i know you were also asked like and all i have is um my favorite western which is 
Eyes of Silver, Eyes of Gold by Ellen O'Connell. <gasps> oh, I I've heard that one's good. Love that book so so much. I just read one of her other ones, which was um like Dancing on Coals, I think. Um, and it was good. It wasn't as good. Um, but Eyes of Silver, Eyes of Gold is just so wonderful. Oh God. It's I just, just like I what I'm running into it. what I'm running into with Westerns is like it's trying to find a like finding a spicy Western historical is like trying to find a bullet vibrator in like a swimming pool of lipsticks. Because like <laughs> all of like 95, 99% of them, which no shame if this is what you're into, but like they're all like clean, quote unquote, Christian romances. And I'm like, that's not what I'm here for, bud. Like mm-hmm. so this is not. It is more of a slow. Burn, it's on my TBR because it's but- not. <laughs> But it is, um, it is real good. It kind of reminds me a bit of like the trope where it's two people and they're, they're like kind of forced together and then it's just them. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause like they're out on this, like he has like his own like sort of farm stead and there's like a town, but it's like real, real far away. So it's kind of them like frontier, like kind of surviving, Mm. on their own Mm. so a lot of the book is just their interactions and he's very like um like taciturn and very quiet and reserved and Mm -hmm. she is kind of has been like kind of thrust upon him in this sort of weird like backstory sort of way and where they're like he kind of marries her to protect her um and then it's like feelings start to develop and I love it when that happens in a book I really do it's it's beautiful well I will read it whenever Miss Bev lets go of her chokehold that she has on my current (laughs) reading Except for like required reading. I know there's so many. I'm not mad about it. They're so good though. They're all so good. Yeah. Ugh, I love her. She's (laughs) a queen for a reason. Um, What Sabrina asked for though was BDSM, where the main character is a sex worker. Yeah. And I had Games with the Orc by Catherine Moon. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that I love so a good. Catherine Moon. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And then you oh, also yeah. asked for high school or college bully. Now, I haven't read this one, but this is what I am planning to read for that um, prompt in the, I think it's Barbells. the Bay Area Romance Reader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is Hannaford Prep by Jay Bree. Okay. So. I may do that. Y'all also were geniuses and I was reading fourth wing this month anyway and I have put fourth wing in that spot but I will if I ever need a bully book again oh it definitely works yeah would definitely check that out so bully book also I know I've read this before is losers by Harley LaRoe um LaRue and that fits that sex work um the series I was just wrecking to Haley that starts with praise. I don't 
I think it's like the Salacious Players Club by Sarah Kate. Give me more. The female main character is does sex work. She's a cam girl. I have uh, heard of that series. I didn't know the author name. Yes. Maybe because yes. you've been Sarah talking Kate. about it. That's entirely possible. <laughs> yeah. So I will say like Praise was like a three star for me, but Give Me More was like a four, four and a half. I have not finished Eyes on Me yet. It is like step sibling. So I don't know if I'm oh, shit. going to finish it. Yeah, okay. I have That's haven't. taboo as heck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm going to finish it. But I like I do like Sarah Kate as a author. I think she does kink and like finding it and like embracing it very well. Uh, okay. So yeah. Where, so where Kristen, you asked for spooky ghosty winter holiday book and mm-hmm. I have within these wicked walls by lauren blackwood um it's really fucking good so basically it's like i've never read jane Eyre, but it is described by somebody as um lauren oh by harper's bazaar it's described as lauren blackwood's can't miss debut as a magical ethiopian inspired remix of jane Eyre, and the start of the synopsis is what the heart desires the house destroys it's really fucking good so like okay hard recommend it is i like i haven't read her second book yet but it's on my tbr i'll probably actually read it this month because i'm just after finding it after going oh that's perfect for Kristen. i was like i need some lauren blackwood in my life (laughs) and then the other one i have not read it yet but i want to and it is only one coffin by AJ Truman. It just recently came out, and one of my book club friends, Trisha, recommended it, and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, I'm gonna have to reread or not reread. I'm gonna have to read this because it is only one coffin is the trope. It is this like brand new surfer vampire boy who loves the sun." And this grumpy hundreds of year old vampire who's just needs a vacation. And they end up in the same hotel room, basically, but it's a coffin. And that's all I know. <laughs> and I was like, and it's holiday too? I'm not sure, but I'm going oh, okay. with like spooky. <laughs> Just because they're fair, vampires, fair, fair, fair. and really, I just needed—I just needed you to read this book because I think that you'll really oh, like this book. I will love this book. I have a feeling, but yeah. <laughs> okay. so I also have some for Kristen because um, I forgot they're not super holiday, but one of my like they are like spooky season haunted vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the widow of Rose House by Diana Biller is very good if you want that um sort of gilded age vibe but make it haunted um it is a romance um it's relatively tame but it's there and it's it's so good there's a haunted house it's it's fantastic she is um she's a widow and she's an aspiring like she's working on like an interior she wants to be known as like an interior designer right before like women were really these things and Mm -hmm. she's has purchased this old like dilapidated house 
and is using her like money from being a widow and whatever to basically redo it and use it as her portfolio in um and like the main love interest is adorable um it would also work really well for sides because he's like his he's like an infamous inventor and his whole family is like kind of this whole like madcap famous inventor family and it's very good um my other suggestion is the hacienda by isabella canyas um it is so good um (laughs) so we're recording this in september and um which is september 15th or october 15th is um, hispanic heritage month so this would be a great one for that um but it's basically like rebecca meets the mexican like hacienda sort of thing like it's very psychological part like you don't know is it in her head or is it the mm-hmm. house like oh god what's going on there is a hot priest um Ooh. yeah it's just oh it's if you want to have chills and be freaked out but also be kind of horny about it um the hacienda is really I love good. a scared horny I really do mm-hmm. 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 but it's yeah. like if you don't do well with like the house is alive um you might not you might not want to read this one because it's this right is, i'm out this is <laughs> oh, legit yeah in this that case legit. you don't want don't read within these wicked walls mariana <laughs> I don't okay. I won't be reading anything scary. It's it's funny y'all think I would, but yeah, I don't think you would, but just like throw it. <laughs> when no one is watching was almost too scary. Like I was at work working and being like, okay, <laughs> this has to go off. Like it's scary. I can't do this. Yeah. It oh god. I was I like, I don't know what that is, <laughs> but I might have to watch that now. It's a thriller. It's it's a book. It's very good. It's uh, Alyssa Cole. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll bet it's Mm -hmm. fucking great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And Mariana, you asked, you were looking to finish out or round out your alphabet challenge, I think. Yes. So you asked for Q, J, and Z books. I do not have a Z for you, but. so my cue recommendation is Quiver and Quill by A.M. Corey. It is okay. funny because as soon as Sabrina started describing her book for this episode, uh, this book does break the fourth wall. It is second person. The whole book is second person. And you Ooh. are the main character in this relationship with a Mothman. What? <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> that sounds <Okay>. delightful. <laughs> Yeah, it's very good. It's very Saved. good. You ha- you do it is in second person, which is a very interesting experience to read. Um, so you have to be ready for that, but it's very cute. Um, and then my J recommendation for you, I just finished it like two days ago. It's called Juliet Takes a Breath by Gabby Rivera. Um. And it is like just this beautiful queer adventure for this 19-year-old um, coming out 
and learning all about queerness in Portland, Oregon for a summer internship. Oh my God. That's adorable. Yeah. It's okay. really, really good. Okay. Saved. Saved. I, uh, I see you gave it five stars. So I did. Oh, someone else I follow also gave it. Oh, they gave it less than that, but not as okay, many stars. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. I'm still going to read it. Okay, cool. Thank you. I had just, after we talked, I had saved The Jock by Tal. I was just going to, that was what I was going to recommend. It's really good. Like, yeah. Yeah, I just finished one of his books, so I'll read another. Um, But I will also read Juliet Takes a Breath because that looks adorable. That sounds wonderful. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Again, this podcast is terrible for my fucking TVR. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah. I'm now thinking, I'm like, could I also do a Beverly Jenkins, like, deep dive deep reading? Dive. <laughs> I, Candy Ryan has me in a chokehold, so we'll see if she lets up. I love that journey for y'all. I will not be following you on the Western <laughs> cowboy front. Absolutely fucking not. That is not for me. <laughs> I, speaking of Westerns, though, I, I do keep seeing They Ain't Proper, popping around which is what i is think a, it's either ff or fnb uh western you said they ain't like, proper yeah they ain't proper i Y'all have not seen the cover for this well gail maybe cool. it has the most stunning cover yeah um, big fan yeah um but that's like a I have a lot of questions about that one. So I was going to say, Sabrina or Haley, please read that and let me know how it Oh, is. yeah. Adding um, adding that to the list, it looks it looks like probably non-binary. Just yes, with I they, saw this them. the other day. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And like, I... Thanks. Yeah, this Thanks for the rest. It's like so beautiful. It says, They Ate Proper is a great historical sapphic book about a non-binary lesb- lesbian and a pansexual woman. <gasps> Hell yeah. Like, Yeah. Okay, yeah, I someone... might read a friggin' Western. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I just, I keep seeing it, and I'm like, someone who's not in a deep hole, like, I am, read this for me. Well, so, me. like, I am in a Beverly <laughs> Jenkins like hole right now, but I'm also just generally in a Western hole, and a lot of what I'm reading for Beverly Jenkins is not serieses. And so I've been reading something in between a couple like so like yeah instead of going through eight beverly jenkins books in the last seven days i've gone through three but i've also gone through like three or four other books because whatever so i'll just i'll just add this drop it in there yeah drop it in nice. there all right <laughs> all right all right you can find us it? you can find us at the busy romnivores on instagram at the busy romnivores on storygraph and at thebusyromnivores.com. So, until next time, Romnivores. Stay hungry. Read voraciously. And don't forget your sunscreen. Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.